This week in league, Bo knows how to behave exactly like an ex-Cronulla player. George Burgess becomes a bottleless git. The world's gone mad when Manly aren't in the finals and Jared Hayne is playing in September and October. And we preview all of the action for week one of the finals. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 205 of This Week in League, I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Welcome to all our new listeners, thanks for stopping by, as always. How you going? I'm alright. Just alright. Look. One of your glands is fully, your, 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 your throat's locked up oh, or something. Fuck it. I'm struggling to talk, I can't, it hurts to swallow. Yeah. So I'm going to have to spit. A massive detriment to fucking someone in your line of work. <laughs> exactly right. But here I am still ploughing on. <laughs> how, did, how, did, how did Father's Day treat you? It was fucking fantastic. I had such a great weekend. Didn't get any surprises, Sharp like Inglis? No. <laughs> There's a story. Was it? It's like, where he's like, he's on Father's Day, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I've got another kid. Surprise, motherfuckers. I got another kid that you all didn't even know about. This kid, when he smacked his woman and they broke up, he's been hooked up with a, with a like high school sweetheart or something, knocked her up, got back with the one he smacked up and proceeded on with his life. And he's knocked up that other one in that time, so he's got a kid out of that situation. And How have I missed it, that? It, just, it was on Father's Day. You put, you're down the coast. You wouldn't, you would, you wouldn't have like, been looking at the papers or anything. Holy fuck. But it's like, everyone's like, oh, fucking what a leader, what a what a great role model. Well, yeah, go knock up another chick when you're on a hiatus from your girlfriend because you fucking stopped her from, I'm doing air quotes here, you can see, no one else can see except you stopped her from hurting herself. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, super great guy. Go stop your girlfriend from hurting herself, get a free pass, knock someone up, and then bring it, you know, come out with it, you know, five years later or however many years it is. And, um, wow. And, um, yeah, you're a fucking top cunt. <laughs> did, did she just realise as the kid just started playing footy? He's playing the under no, sixes I, and he's I fucking carving up at the back. He's just... Still go out and There's a little, little chubby kid on the other team that tried to tackle him. He fucking palmed him and he's gone fucking three feet in the air as he scored a try. He's like, hang on. I think this kid's related to Greg England. No, no. I Wait, think, hang on. I remember now. No, I think he's been propping him up the whole time. Like I think he's been. Oh, I think I don't okay. think it's like he's been shirking his responsibilities. So he's showing showing great leadership. But it, well, paying child support. Well, he's 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 paying child. But I mean, I, I just don't understand why the fact that he's you know it's been a secret all this time and he's come out with it. I mean, you know. Sometimes it's better to get things out in the open I and guess. not have any skeletons in your closet, Nathan. I guess. I suppose. I don't know. Maybe that's a cleansing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe don't do cuntish things in the first place. Yeah. There's nothing to cleanse. That's all I'm saying. Maybe yeah. just be a fucking good person. Maybe yeah. don't beat women and, you know, oh, or, you know knock maybe, other women up. Maybe. Who fucking cares? Do your life. Enjoy yourself. Oh, fucking look, good, good for you. I don't give a fuck. You've got 300 kids. As long as you're not beating up women and fucking, you know, telling them, you know, I hope you fucking, you know, if you want to be a leader to your kids, tell them that fucking planes fly in the rain. How's that? <laughs> Take them for rides on your boat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell either, them the tales of the world. Either, either, them. either one of them. <laughs> you got fucking jet skis coming out of your ass as Take well. Take them on a shopping trip. <laughs> Take them on a shopping trip to Harvey Norman. Yeah, give them a $50 voucher each. 
Gregory the second goes home to his mum after his dad's dropped him off after his weekend uh, uh, custody. And uh, Gregory the hidden. <laughs> Gregory from the stairs, <laughs> under the stairs specifically. <laughs> and uh, what'd you get? Oh, I got a, you know, dad gave me a $50 voucher, but all I could get was these blank CDs. <laughs> and his kid's wondering why he's not, why he's called Gregory, why he's called Greg the third. And then he's just come out and then he's gone, oh, okay. Oh, I get it now. That bastard over there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Greg Snow. <laughs> We've shed absolutely no light at all on, <laughs> on either of our Father's Days. <laughs> look, I had a fantastic weekend all around. It was Jackson's birthday on a Saturday. Um, we went to Hog's Breath on the Friday night. It was a festival of Jackson all around. Dreamworld on the on the Saturday, Beach on the Sunday. Um, and uh, stopped off at my sister's place on the way home and had an epic fucking cake that she made for him, as she does every year. And... Um, yeah, it was a brilliant weekend. Loved it. Very good. What about yourself? Yeah, I had a very good Father's Day. And I uh, got spoiled by the uh, the children. And then had breakfast and then out for lunch. And then uh, my old man came over for dinner. Had these fucking ribs that I had dry rub going on those motherfuckers on Saturday afternoon. Did he behave himself? Fridge. What's that? Your father? Yeah. Behaved yeah. himself, was polite yeah. and yeah. generally. No, he's good. No, well, my father's fucking cool. What are you talking about? I'm just making sure Nathan Father-in-law Well just generally You fucking hate on the entire fucking world Including most of your fucking family Just saying Look like, Just quietly Except me Dude, you my, fam- me. my family Fucking All good in the hood There's no fucking There's no beef at all In my entire family In-laws though <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that On but the drive you know, up But if you Yeah, if, yeah Well yeah I mean I'm, it, it might It may have been hard for my wife given that she wouldn't have given a call, you know, and, you know, maybe that was in the back of my mind, but maybe she channeled that through the kids and, you know, yeah, for my father's day. And, uh, yeah, okay, so I'm a fucking boss motherfucker like me, I mean, nothing but love. That <laughs> <laughs> went to a place I didn't really expect it to go. Yeah, no, but it was all, it was all very good. Uh, got a daredevil jersey, which is good. Did ya? Yeah, fucking great, and fucking tremendous jersey, that one too. Even better in the flesh. Yeah. And, uh... Quite fitting, considering yeah. you're fucking blind half the time when you're watching Manly games. And, sh- and, and shocking, shockingly, some pop vinyls as well, so... No! <laughs> well, not pop vinyls, actually. Some daubs. But you wouldn't know anything about that. Nope. That's like that. I haven't got them down, st- I haven't got them down here in the desk yet, because they've got no fucking room, as you can tell. So I have to put another shelf up and evict mm. half of these, and then uh, put the new ones down. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to put up some new shelves there, homeboy. Yeah, the collection's fucking getting a little bit too big, and when I start selling them, it's going to be like, you know, one for you, one for me. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, then it's going to give you even do more. Do you have fucking... He-Man? You do have He-Man, don't you? I've got like a bobblehead He-Man up the top there, up the back. No. Next to next like, to Mickey. You've Rock. got fucking. No, no, I just got Skeletor. Oh. I don't have He-Man. Hilgenfeld loves a bit of fucking Skeletor. Oh, doesn't he fucking love Skeletor? Because he fucking gets around <clears> with a fucking bone after time. I was um I was actually looking for one of those to um to get him, but um. Oh, you're gonna buy that fuckhead gifts now. But, fuck that cunt. But. Get him, fuck all. Take him they're nowhere. They're actually they're actually retired and it's fucking like worth a hundred bucks or something. Give now, him so. nothing. Take him nowhere. <laughs> um, this week's episode. Jesus Christ! How long? Eight minutes thirty-seven. You can't even talk about football. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. This week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a thirty-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash This Week in League. Love an Audible trial. Loving the Audible trials. Um. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, or you can sit and listen at your desk. They, you know, they didn't mention that there in the, in the spiel, but you can just listen to it through iTunes or whatever too if you want to, if you so desire, because you can just download it as MP3 files. You can listen do to it whatever anyway. the fuck you want. You Burn can just do it di- nude if you want. Burn it on a disc. You got from Harvey Norman's voucher. <laughs> fucking little fucking little <laughs> Greg the Hidden. <laughs> There's a phone under the stairs. Give him a call. <laughs> So let's get into it with the uh, the mailbag. I mean, you know, because because we don't talk about football at the start of the show. Let's uh, we go on from De Niro at M fifty one Avoider. Which of the top four go out in straight sets this year? Fuck, Cowboys. I reckon Cowboys too. I mean, we we get we get into Jeez, the, you know. the fucking tears, the tears. Oh, there might be conspiracies because it won't even be a matter of you know closeness or anything like that. But I hope it is. I hope it is. It's got me to the point now. They kind of deserve it, don't they? Or I just, I just want. Yeah, I hear you. I want a shitty call. Yeah. To knock them out. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. And I, you know, they've got some nice fans. They do, but they got a cunt of a team. Yeah. They've Louis, got some. Louis they've got some fans prevail. that are the lovely people and great supporters of this show. Yep. Um. Then there's other cunts like, like Hamboks and and Harpops <laughs> and people like that, and I just I wish them, you know. All the least amount of success possible for, for their the team, team yeah. in the finals. I wish you'd have a beautiful life. Two fucking losses. A wonderful life. I think you, you know, know outside but, but, of outside but, of the team they support. But when it comes to the rugby league, though, yeah, you know, constant misery. Exactly. <laughs> but other than that, I you know, I wish you, you guys every happiness in your life. And I, I hope that you you know. Put it this way, the Broncos you overcome the adversity of looking yeah. like that. We'll talk and about that. Waking up we'll and looking into it. I haven't finished, Nathan. For fuck's sake. If I'm just going to try and cut off his slandering, slandering the good, the good listeners of the show. Fucking poor, sad motherfuckers. Just a couple more times before you make your point. All right, go. No, I'm done. <laughs> We're going to talk about the games coming up this weekend anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, realistically, you're looking at um, a Roosters win and Broncos win this weekend. So yeah, so that so so that means that you know you you've got two contenders there left over that uh you know the potential to go out in straight sets. So that means we're choosing out of the storm and out of the cowboys. I and think the, the storm go loss win loss. Yeah. So does that mean they don't win this week? They don't win straight up then. Well, they're not going to win straight up, of course not, because they're going to lose the Roosters. Yeah, okay. Jesus so fucking lost. Christ, Nathan. Yeah. If you can't keep up, I was just trying to think what happened last week. Off now. I was trying to think. Of, yeah, you know, I only fucking woke up twenty minutes ago. Can't. Um. <laughs> so did I. I was driving here at the time. <laughs> <laughs> These cars—they fucking put them into cruise control and they drive themselves. What are you talking about? Um, 
so yeah, and then I mean after that the storm. The the the, the real problem is that with the possible exception, possible exception of the dogs, and I mean they can have they they have their days too. The bottom half of the eight is fucking dog shit. Three of the teams I'm putting a line through instantly, as any chance to win the competition. Basically, all the cunts except for the dogs. Wow. And the cowboys. That's four teams. I'm putting a line through four teams that can't possibly win. Well, I think Rabbitohs can do it. Oh, fuck no. Rabbitohs are fucked. They are fucking horse shit. They're going to fucking go out this weekend. But we'll get to that. We don't want to Look, go to as Look. Tim Sheens, the great, the mercurial, the effervescent Tim Sheens used to say, it's a new competition, Nathan. <sighs> They've been there. They've done it. The defending premiers been there, done it. Not going to have fucking two or three of their players, best players from last time round. Who? I don't think Sutton's going to be right to go. GI's touch and go. They're probably not going to have George Burgess because of this fucking shit that we're going to get into. Well, there, Sam Burgess ain't there no more. Coruscant ain't there no more. Fucking. Okay, so George Burgess <laughs> isn't there. So there's you save yourself three penalties and four drop balls. So win. They've only got to play the fucking Sharks. Yeah. Soft draw in the finals, What's please. Uh, look, if GI plays, I think the Rabbitohs and, you know, they jag a win this week, then they've got... An ass who, whipping who coming they, next week. Who do they play? The Storm or the Cowboys next week? I don't know. Well, let's just say it's one of them. Either way, either one of them will touch them up, though. No, nah, I, I think they'd be the Cowboys. Yeah. They say it's got fucking nothing and they won't even be around next week. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Nathan L. Webb, 1980. I might be late to the party, but I've just listened to my first episode and now I'm committed. Plus, so many more tweets make sense now. Six years in, you finally made something of your life and I'm very proud of you, for one. Who? <laughs> oh, mate. We've been going six, six years. He just listened to his first yeah. fucking episode. See, we've been chatting. He's, he's, a, he's a Manly fan. We've been chatting on Twitter for a couple of months now. Oh. And he's finally just realised, what's, po- what's this podcast thing? I've never listened. He's never listened to a podcast... Ever, in fact, someone may have said that he know he basically knows as much about podcasts as you, as you did before. Yeah, that was Shunter. Yeah, so um, he's was it Shunter? Oh, Shunter was saying that Shunter was saying I know as much as his mum. No, he's saying about his mum. Yeah, but it was like that situation. Never, never downloaded a podcast ever. So now he's on board. So uh, welcome, sir. And um, I retweeted that tweet. You know, because people usually are very community minded and get around the new listeners. True. So you probably found yourself uh, with um some new follows already and we apologise for those because most of them are cockheads and uh yeah and if you get Saguna tweeting to you oh we apologise I say most I'm, I just mean Ian yeah Paul Mac underscore 78 last week you guys said it would be good if Ireland and Serbia fought out for the last spot at the Rugby League World Cup well there's a 50% chance of that happening Serbia wow. will play either Wales or Ireland in next year's qualifiers fuck also a chance that Wales Jake and bow out. also also there's a chance that Jake and Tommy Turbo play for Serbia oh and no one else, just those two, they'll still win. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll win, but I mean, can those, they fight, those, those two aren't going to be the ones that are going to be you know, knocking people out in the sidelines. Can, can they fight? If they take on Wales, Wales that? aren't out for a biff. Uh-huh. The Irish, yes. If the, well, you know, you know. Wales, I mean, they're, they're fucking... Wales has some glorious history in terms of battle. Wales? Well, fucking, they were, they were very, very... Fucking please. They were very heavily represented. the Tasmania represent- of the fucking United Kingdom. They were very, very, very heavily represented in the Battle of Rourke's Drift. They're, they're the Hawaii. Where like a hundred odd British soldiers Kingdom. held off thousands of Zulus. 
in an epic siege, Waves. as depicted in the movie Zulu. Please. You're around that movie, by the way, guys. One Known of the for nothing. Greatest movies you've ever seen. Known for nothing. You should watch Zulu. Oh. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah. <laughs> MJ Eagle 23. Guys, I know it's a little late, but I just caught up on your great achievement. Congrats on the 200th episode. Thanks, mate. He also said he also said a picture of his run DC shirt. Said, "Oh, I fucking love the shirt. Got it." I'm like, "There's no fucking don't do not tell me you just got that shirt because that's a new record to fucking Australia Post if no. you did because said it like fucking two months ago." He goes, "Oh no, no, I got it. I just just thought the tweet about it now. Okay, cool." <laughs> uh, poor man. He's a guy that rocks up to the party after everyone else is already drunk and nude, and he rocks up with his party party popping out. This is awkward. Paul Mac underscore 78 again said, a mate wanted to go out for a few beers last night. I said no, as my missus would blow up. Hash, no minerals. Zero minerals. Negative minerals. Mineral deficient. TWB underscore NRL. New business proposition, Nate and Nick Kyrgios start a sledging school. Reminiscent of Homer Simpson's showboating academy. How the fuck do I not get a run? You just call people cockheads. You gotta mix it up. Come on now. Please. He's like, oh, he's a cockhead. He's a, she's a cockhead. He's a cockhead. Oh, that cockhead. I never said she's a cockhead. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just providing general examples. No, I think I think you're well off the mark. Someone out there who listens to the show, I'd could you please... CEO of the Sledging could School. You How please, fucking dare you? Could you please go through all 205 episodes and pull out the, the instances of Glenn calling people cockheads and make his massive, you know, he, she, they, whatever. Wow. He's a cockhead montage. You'd probably run for three hours, but I'd say you'd, you'd piss yourself laughing. It'd be like the sweary version of Alexi Sales' Hello, Hello John Got a New Motor. I'm, I'm sure I've played that to you in the past. Nah. I'll have to play it to you in the gap tonight, though, but it's basically he had a single, Alexi Sale, and um, he had a single, and it was um, there was too much swearing in it for the radio in, in that time. I think it would have been in the 80s. So the B side was basically just all the swear words that had been chopped out of it <laughs> arranged into a song form. Jesus. And uh, it's, it's fucking hysterical, though. Um, Unky D, listening to This Week in League, you'd think I'm Bilbo Baggins' shorter cousin. Well, you are. Not far off. Okay, he's like, oh, what are you, three cent- two or three centimetres taller than me? Who fucking ruler are you working three. on, cunt? <laughs> Jesus. You see the top of his head. You How know have what? you picked up a ruler anyway? It's taller than you. <laughs> Look, we'll have, a, we'll have a measure off. Jesus. <laughs> El logo. Up against the wall. We'll make a mark on the wall. <laughs> see if he grows. We go, we go see if he grows next year. We go every year. I mean, that'll be cool with it. Get one of those little fucking giraffe things with the... Oh, it's going to be so cute. Poor little guy. <laughs> and then we, then we set a thing that says, you know, you've got to be this high to enter. <laughs> yeah. It's like two centimetres high. You have to be this tall to speak. Now shut the fuck up, Napoleon. <laughs> Uh, at Matt Jim Frank B now Arva is playing again I'm done with South but I'm looking for a team to back just during the playoffs Tigers. any suggestions go, for the, go the West Tigers the Tigers are unrepresented in the finals this year Glenn I'm sorry to, I was only to break it this way I know it's surprising <sighs> to you given they're undefeated know you clearly know nothing about rugby league <laughs> and um, I'm, I feel sorry for you you're a disgrace to yourself and your family are they playing in the kids the kids, yes, kids grade finals of course even though, year, even, even though this year, even though this year, greatest junior nursery in rugby league, mate. 
Yeah, they grace. fucking come through and then it's like little lemmings they get there and then they fall off the fucking cliff they're, they're like, never to be heard from they're like again. sparklers they fucking light them up and they're Flame spectacular <laughs> and then they just go and then they get to first grade and it's just like a pile of smoke and yeah. ash and then, and then just sell the burnt little fucking metal sticks and you send them over to England <laughs> where they proceed to continue to do fuck all um, look you don't have to back someone during the playoffs why do you feel you need to have a fucking dog in the fight mate the man's from England, and he was a South fan. Really? Well, go with dogs he's in so you can not, fucking... He's not an intelligent... Have you seen him? He's not an intelligent man. The only thing, he, the only thing he's ever got right was by accident, and that's his wife. Yeah. That was a complete accident. No one knows how that happened. Go If, you, if you, you're, you're English, so go with the fucking... Go with uh, James Graham. James oh. Graham. Oh, you all... Well, we'd absolutely... Yeah, yeah, I mean, if he fucking shows up, though. They're only going to be there for one week, and he's in doubt, so... It's probably not a great horse to back because I mean, <laughs> they're going to be they're they're in a position where they may as well not have even fucking shown up. It's going to be embarrassing for them. Yeah, if 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 it was a horse named Widdop, they'd be preparing the screen and <laughs> loading the shotgun. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be the Eddie the Eagle of the final series. He's going to tumble down the fucking slide. Eric, Eric the Eel, and then just land in a fucking massive <laughs> pile of limbs. And broken bones, compound fractures. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't even have to provoke the choke. It's just going to be fucking cut the brake lines, really. Um, you don't need to follow a team. Just fucking watch the games and just try and enjoy them for what they are. Or stick with your team and deal with the derision of people who don't like that. I don't know. Either way, your team's probably going to be there a week. Dragons with it. I say, I say go with James Graham. You get two weeks out of him at least. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Tall Hayden. Tall Hayden. Will there be a most declined player 2015 vote on the Twillies? Hadn't really considered it. First, first I thought it was when I saw this. <laughs> and even then it's like, oh, fucking hell. Who do you, who do you even put down? Because we have to put down like a... At least a couple, like, you know, five possible options. Look... Do we have to look by the time we get to the Twillies, I just it's very hard to think of yeah. new stuff. So I find it difficult. There's not a lot left in the tank. Just tired. <laughs> just tired, guys. Yeah, we maybe we'll stick with the week Defending people just attack me every week and I've just got to defend my honour. Yeah. Fend them off and You're not just to, tired. You don't get to go to Bali. I'm just tired. No, I don't get to go to Bali. No, you I keep going. I don't even get to go to Bribey. <laughs> <laughs> just, just here, just battling on. I get to go to Coochie Mudlow. And we had our biggest tiger in our pain, Paul Mack, uh, underscore 78 again. He said, uh, good app as always uh, last week. Disagree with your thoughts on forward passes being referred upstairs. We used the video referee too much already. To which I would say, well, if they're fucking checking stuff, then... Just it's just another thing, you know, when they're checking knock on, blah blah, and, you know, contest onside, put down, you know, a grounding, whatever. You know, Herpes. So, <clears throat> yeah. So they're not going to do it, but it's just fucking ridiculous, and they should. Tiger underscore Benji. Glenn recalling the West Tigers final games brings back memories. Hash Caxton. Hash Hale Street overpass. Hash two is old. Hash white men can't dance. Fucking that. He was on a roll, and then he got that last bit, and everything's I true there. But he didn't put. He didn't put hashtag hash. Putting fists through the fucking walls at my home. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> anger fucking management problems. 
Hashtag, only reason I hit the wall is because my wife would have bashed me. <laughs> Hashtag, fucking, what about my dancing when he was standing there in awe in the corner of the room, quietly jerking off, <laughs> watching me dance, and just people, I was warning people wanted just, just to fucking be around me, they wanted to fucking get my autograph, they were snapping photos, they're like videoing it, going, this is... Carl Pilkington dancing. This is possibly the greatest display of dancing that that we've seen in our lifetime. Daily Mirror headline: Carl Pilkington has a the, the manager. Carl Pilkington has a seizure. The in manager of the Caxton was frantically running around on the phone trying to find a dance floor supplier to replace the one that I was tearing up at the time. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool story. Uh, twinkle toes, Blakely, they call me. Oh, you're going to start calling your fucking Ian Zaguna, Blakely. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Speak of the devil, why Zaguna 85? Zaguna. That's the first time I've seen you start an episode like that. Straight to the real talk you went. Piss Thank you. Mate, it's always real talk. <laughs> oh, straight, you, straight to the... Ian Zaguna. Straight to attack you. Straight to the real talk you went. Straight to the real talk you went. Speak of a lot of shit I do. Mmm. <laughs> 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 have three seasons of Wayne McKinnon I have <laughs> at Eddie NZ my wife is blind she is <laughs> Eddie NZ this week in league has a Playstation community hash PS4 share if you've got a PS4 hit up um, at Eddie NZ that's E-double-D-Y NZ hit him up and figure out how to get involved with that I've no fucking idea please <laughs> I'm not buying a PS4 until Battlefront comes out, so I'll, I'll, I'll see you in a couple What's of months. Battlefront? Uh, Star Wars. Like, oh, fuck it. It's like, Say no more, nerds. Oh, like, have you seen the trailer for it? Well, no, I just don't care enough. You played games like Call of Duty and stuff, right? No. Oh, fucking. Well, you know, you understand how those games work and what they're like, right? Mm. First person shooter sort of thing. It's like that, except you're in Star Wars. Like, you're on fucking Hoth, defending fucking Rebel Base against fucking. And the Imperial Walkers coming at you. Uh-huh. Why don't they make it just like the movie, though? Well, I mean, it's exactly like <laughs> the movie, Dumb Cunt. <laughs> Have you seen Star Wars? No, just a question. I mean, because like, you haven't seen many things. I've seen, I've seen the, the first three when I was a kid, like many, many moons ago. Yeah, but okay. I, I can't remember the first fucking thing about it, other than, you know, like standard Wookiee and Yoda and... Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, you pulled out the Yoda thing before, that's RBC3 all. RBC3 or whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> So you didn't see the new Star Wars toys coming out for no, I haven't movie? seen any of the new Star Wars, like the prequel stuff. I oh, that's okay. Any. You don't need to see those. They're shit. But I mean... The, the, they you can't are, be shit. You, really? Yeah, uh, they're pretty bad. Like, there's 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 some, some you know, there's redeeming features, you know, to be had. But overall, you know, very poor fucking relative to the original ones. But no, like, you know, I understand there's a new one coming out in December, right? Oh, I'm sure I've heard something about it. I just don't care enough, mate. What? I just, I don't care mm-hmm. enough. It's just amazing. There's there's very few things that come across my radar that hold my interest for any length of time. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Well, if it gets my attention at work, yes, I've got this like a very fucking flicker, a small flicker of of time to go. Oh fuck, what's that? Oh yeah, okay, move. Then I get bombarded with fucking morons and stupid mistakes that people <laughs> make. Okay. Then I leave work and then I go home. Yeah. And oh look, oh look, Dad, Dad, watch this. Oh, hang on, mate. I'm just trying. Dad, Dad, always be, always be alert. Poof. There's a football hitting me in the face as I'm trying to 
focus on the thing that has got my attention for about three seconds. And then I'll get fucking Mr. Cranky Pants coming up at me, going, uh, 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 fucking shoving something in my face that he wants me to look at. And then another football comes my way, and then a gridiron ball hits me in the back of the head as I'm trying to pick the football up. I don't have a lot of fucking time to focus on Star Wars coming out at the end of the year. Yeah. Maybe put your kids to bed at some stage. Don't let them fucking run amok. Maybe not have way. fucking kids in the first place. For fuck's sake. God, know all about Star Wars. I would have seen every movie. Oh, you know, the fact that they all came out fucking, you know, significantly like, you know, like over a decade before you even had your first kid. I mean, that's that's a, that's a point that, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, maybe, maybe I was just, just saying from you know, the beginning. <laughs> you had your chance. But, <laughs> but um, oh, man. No, I love my kids. I, love, it was great. I had a great father's day. It was perfect. <laughs> And um, Facebook from um, Aaron Ma, who uh, he tweeted, tweeted us this week too. He's, uh, he sent us a message this afternoon. Good afternoon, gents. I'm new to Twill Nation. I don't know why it's taking me this long to find you, but I'm glad I did. Much of this comedy is right up my alley. I must admit, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed by the gems that are coming out of this team. I've tagged you into a couple of tweets this week just to dip my toe into the water. I feel like a front rower who's been brought up from Reggie's to first grade, and Jason Taylor's put me into centres. I know I'm not... <laughs> I know I'm not that good, but I hope that after full pre-season I can occasionally appear in the top grade. I'm a long-suffering Tigers fan, so who knows where JT would play me. Keep up the good work. What a fucking champ. He's come out of the blocks, fucking cracker. I love it. So we, I believe, I'm, I'm positive that uh, one of his tweets or you know, or more uh, will find its way into the show this week as well. So um, when uh, when it does, take note of the name and uh, throw the guy a follow. Uh, thank you, Aaron. And... Um, <clears throat> got an email from Shanta. He just got it in, just in the nick of time. It's lucky he actually tweeted me and said he sent the email, because otherwise I wouldn't have checked before before we did the show. That's how close he cut it. Hi, guys. Last Friday night, I was at the Australian Brewery in Rouse Hill for a family function. My cousin, who the function was for, handled security for the venue and had told me previously that Panthers cheerleaders worked there. Sure enough, later in the night, a few of us went to the bistro to order some coffees and I spotted Nat Sinclair. My cousin said, hey, Mick, this is Nat. She's one of the Panthers cheerleaders. I was going to say good day and maybe represent myself well as an ambassador of this week in league, but before I had a chance to say anything, my mum stepped up and proudly said, this is my son, Michael. He broke his ankle at half time. Oh, mum. I just couldn't speak. I sheepishly grinned and nodded, and then my cousin chimed in, yeah, they tried to stitch him up. <laughs> this is all very awkward. I feel for Nat. <clears throat> I had to then awkwardly clarify that everything with the club was fine. It just took them a couple of weeks to get back to me. Nat made us a few coffees and we went back to the function. Not a big story, but it does make me wonder if my crowning achievement in life is now breaking my leg chasing a giant ball. My mum seems pretty proud of it for some reason. Also, just to give a quick plug to uh, Twill Nation's answer to Butters, right down to the Hay Fellas in Saguna for giving me a good price on all my electrical cabling. As you may know, I'm building a Hush Money Mountains mansion that <laughs> Sabuna is in the electrical wholesale business and has awesome prices. Not sure if you'd plug his site on here. I, I'm not going to say the site because... I don't know if it's actually Saguna or if he, I don't know if he wants it out there. Yeah. But it's up to, you know, you can you can contact Saguna on Twitter if you want to know. Um, but hit him up on Twitter if you're building or renovating and need electrical gear. And then he's thrown in a fucking massive string of emoticons to illustrate the point. Um, Who's doing the wiring? If you're using products supplied by Ian Sakuna. Wayne McKinnon, clearly. Fucking <laughs> Jesus. Wayne McKinnon Electrical. That's, that's, that's who it is. Well, I've just given it away. <laughs> is, it, is, that, is that smoke I smell? <laughs> no, just like, well, you be, I thought you my wife had left, you, left me, but she was just evacuating the building. <laughs> I, give you, I, give you, I give you good price. <laughs> you're a good price. My price cheaper. <laughs> Jesus. 
So anyway, really looking forward to El Loco this year and seeing everyone again. Hopefully we get a few new attendees, even some of the mysterious non-Twitter types. Cheers, Shanta. Thank I, you very much, I love sir. I love Shanta and I really... I, it's, I wish I lived in Sydney still because he's one of the guys I reckon... Fuck, it'd be good to just hang out and just watch his family take the piss and just, but just really just feed his family little slivers and then they could run with it and then they'd come back to me and say, you know, he's only a little bit more ammo and I'd just keep feeding it to him and eventually he'd be a shell of a man. But, and then you'd be back to Queensland. It'd be fun and we'd be mates for a little bit and, but until his house burnt down because of the wiring, (laughs) faulty, uh, Poor quality wiring. The problem is, though, you'd be, uh, if, if, you, if you're mates with Shana, then you know, you, you're hanging around Saguna all the time as well. Why? Because, you know, he's, he's, they've got to have the meetings to fucking exchange the, the, you know, the stolen copper wire. True. <laughs> True. And he'd move into Shanta's fucking attic. And <laughs> uh, just some general stuff. Um, didn't get any complaints last week about Stitcher not updating, I don't think. I don't remember if I did, so hopefully they got their shit together. Um... Still got some run TMB to go. Still got the one run DCE to go. That'll go before Christmas. Um, and the print. Now, I want to place the order of this print. So, I don't know how limited we really want to make the, make the print. But, I mean, are you... Like, I could almost cut it off. You know, like, by, I don't know. Like, put a, put a line in the sand somewhere and cut it off. So, we had a ton of people jump on board. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't, you know... Can't go on. They forever. jumped on. They jumped on. You know, like four weeks ago or something like that. So, so realistically, how long do you know? Do you make the the people who jumped in right on the start? You know, make them wait. Well, fucking, let's cut it off this Sunday. Sunday done, and that's it. Never to be repeated. Because um, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Work because we're never going to do another two hundred episode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but all, you know, not another run either. Though, so I mean, if you're going to get the print, get in by Sunday. Because I want to get it going, and because um, you know we have to do you know there's logistics to getting this thing done, you know like printed in the states and so on and so on. So the sooner the better, and uh, there you go. And uh, Broncos fans, you almost got the minor premiership. Eat, sleep, hunt, mill for Pete. That shirt still needs about ten. Let's say fucking we say ten. Fuck is go. wrong with these people? Yeah, they're not as bad as Tigers fans were, but they're fucking they're getting there. Hang on a sec. That the tie, Tigers, that, the the Tigers started the finished season. It started the, the season. On the same amount of fucking points as the wooden spooners. Yeah, Nathan. So, that, so you started the on the fuck same. People wanted, not that many people wanted to celebrate it. Not, there's not a lot of people like me <laughs> out there. Some of the shirts that were sold were sold to Eastern Suburbs fans. Actually, all sorts of fans. And Canberra actually, fans. Yeah, yeah. And Brisbane have, have had their best season in how many years? A long time. Five? Yeah. And. Ten. Uh, 10 maybe <laughs> coming up on 10 and um, you know they can't spring fucking 20 of their fans to put their hands in their pockets it's tough isn't it I gotta, I gotta be honest I thought that the way the Broncos fans on Twitter were fucking showing out and stuff like mm. you know like big swinging dicks I thought this one would have you know rivaled the run DCE for speed but fuck no chance you got no chance shithouse fans Broncos no but seriously gotta gotta Pull. I've got to make a decision at some point um, whether we press on or refund the people who uh, were good enough to jump on board because I have to look after those guys as well. So I want to see a run on it, Broncos fans. If you're a Broncos fan, you're thinking of it, Sunday. Sunday's the day too, and then we'll see how many sold by Sunday, and then I'll make a decision if it's, uh, if it's enough. Um, yeah, we'll go from there. 
News. <laughs> Andy Siegel on Twitter just saying the fucking gay time ice cream is fucking meh. One, blocked. Two, Look. fix your broken fucking taste buds, cunt. <laughs> Three, I don't know. I fucking feed it to you at it's our loco, cunt. How about that? What? Gay time ice cream? Yeah. I fucking dip my fist in a <laughs> tub of gay time ice cream. <clears throat> Look, it's sometimes when a man hogs all the chromosomes and, and renders his brother useless to the world um sometimes things go awry and mm. um you know maybe your taste buds don't develop i've already you forgotten know, what maybe dennis maybe napoleon <laughs> has the most fucking elaborate and most sensitive taste buds and 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 can discover that the taste that some of us can only fucking dream about yep he he needs a stool to get a you know he needs to take a stool wherever he goes in order to fucking see above anything over a foot tall but taste buds fucking amazing whereas his brother tall bearded got a lot going for him yeah well, I'm, I'm everything pre- everything to him tastes like his brother's ass yeah I'm, I'm almost prepared to fucking upgrade upgrade Unky D to fucking Vincent no I'd never sorry to Julius and then downgrade I, I, I'd downgrade never, Andy nah, to Vincent no, Benedict sorry. I can't do that there is, there is absolutely no basis <laughs> no grounds and uh, he's not even close to being deserving of such a status <clears throat> All right, first story. The biggest story in rugby league history, Jared Hayne. Fuck the haters. He's officially a member of the San Francisco 49ers NFL squad after he was named in the final 53-man roster on a Sunday morning our time, I believe it was. Uh, he made the cut after, his, of course, his impressive preseason performances that saw him finish with the second most rushing yards of any player in the league. Um, <clears throat> he made the first cut from uh, down to 75, and he's now a uh, member Science sealed delivered. Science sealed delivered, big time. Um, his tweet was uh, a little bit gaudy for my liking, but uh, it always works out. Thank God for what he's done and going to do on this incredible journey. I'm on the 53 man roster for the 49ers. So, like, all credit to you, Jared. Stop selling, <laughs> stop selling yourself short, mate. You fucking want to did it, bud. Um, Jim Tomshiller, the coach, said that he, he called him a unique world-class athlete who defied incredible odds to make it to the NFL. It's a tremendous achievement, he said to reporters on a conference call. I think that's why people are so enamored. He's by no means a finished product, but the type of person he is and the approach he's taken, he's the kind of player we want here. So, whether he makes the 46-man squad for the first game of the season is up for debate. And I guess we're going to find out because the first game... Is on fifteenth, fifteenth, which is what Tuesday our time next week. So I wonder when they name their squad. I don't I'm not quite up on that, but it, it's he's he's certainly there, regarded as their number one option as far as punt return. You should be. I mean, probably uh, third or fourth for, for, string as far as running back. But well, the funny thing is, I mean, as far, I think I think both I think both sides. I think he he actually topped statistically in the preseason. But of course, he's not going to start ahead of like Hyde or you know. Yeah, Bush. Even even Bush in the in the running back core, you would think, but you know I I have no doubt that they're, you know they're going to give him some looks and see how he just see how he goes. I, I think he makes the squad the 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 squad for the team for for the first game rather. Um, purely, I mean, purely on his on his kick returns. Yeah, yeah. That that's his fucking bread and butter. Yeah. Um, just his diversity. Yeah. You know. 
he's running down, making tackles. He's he's returning punts. He's he's filling in at running back. He's catching passes. Yep. You know, it's just amazing. I, I think the skills that he's shown, you know, in such a really a small period of time. Like, how's Very he? Small. Let's say he gets through this season yep. unscathed. And he plays, you know, a bunch of games, gets plenty of minutes. He's still got all the training and all the rest of it. He's still exposed to the NFL. Yep. You know, at the moment, he's saying and doing all the right things. There'd have to be a part of him that's still like, holy fuck, <laughs> the big show, yeah. you know? Yeah. Once he gets past that, yeah. and, and I'm sure he's already well on the way to being past this. He's he's a, a big-time guy. And he's, he's got enough ego to, yeah. to hold his own in that locker room with those guys, but... You're still talking guys on $100 million contracts. He's never been exposed to that sort of shit in the no. NRL. No. Um, imagine year two. Yeah. You know, he's already got tongues wagging. He's already got people paying attention to him. They're already talking $12 million in sponsorship. Yeah, and you, see, you, you see he's put out that, you know, clearly what's going to be a signature, like, Hain plane line mm. for somebody, whether it's... I, I can't imagine him doing it himself. I think it's, it'd have to be backed by a, a big place that's going to give him millions of dollars to, mm. to run it. So uh, I'm not sure. I haven't followed that up. The other day we were emailing about it. Yeah. We both saw the picture come up on Instagram. I, um, so, well, who knows? Maybe he's got his own signature Nike range. Who, who knows? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's, it's obvious, it, I didn't see any... There was no branding for any particular brand on there, like, you know, sportswear brand, like, you know, Reebok or, or Nike or, you know, Adidas or whoever, you know, may jump in on. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I think it's fantastic. It's probably... I can't think of a better sports story. Yep. In fucking recent memory. Yeah, I'm Because people are saying, DC oh... DC backflip on the time. <laughs> people, say Kathy, <laughs> people saying, oh, you know, Kathy Freeman. I'm like, Kathy Freeman was always a 400-meter runner. Yeah. And she, she was a, she she was a favourite going in. I mean, yeah, yeah. And at the she very didn't go in and run the 400 and, and was the best 400 runner in the world and then thought, you know what, I'm going to take out fucking pole vaulting mm-hmm. and I'm going to kick ass in that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's a brilliant story and I think it's one of the best Australian sports stories, in re- certainly in, in my recent memory, just because it's, it's just never been done. Yeah. And people, and... and you see people saying, you know, going, oh, it's like, you know, Jared Haynes, like, you know, better than Don Bradman. And to that, I would say, obviously, Don Bradman only played one sport. <laughs> you can't compare. That's, that's There's no comparison there. Yeah, don't, you can't, like, some guy playing cricket, which is, you know, barely a sport, and, like, in the olden days, like, come on. Come on, son. Of course, Jared Haynes is better than that. <laughs> That's that's sacrilege. Even Jared Hayne would say that's sacrilege. <laughs> it's not sacrilege. Come on now. It's not sacrilege. It's the Don. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have you have you have no concept. No respect. You have no concept and and, and gravity of uh, of Australian sporting icons, and, and for that I feel sorry for. Oh, you. it's the same reason when you look at your your Reg Gaznies and whatnot. Yeah, I mean you're playing in the olden days, mate. Fucking people were fucking you know working in abattoirs and stuff in between playing games. Settle down, you're playing against part-timers, for fuck's sake. Just relax, it's a professional game now. These fucking demiguys that run about these days. Wow, you get a run in the NRL with an ego like that. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Barber, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Ben. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was going to do an NBA example too, except the fucking cunt's name escapes me too. There's another old days guy at the fucking, you know, one of... Will the Steel? No, no, no. Bill no. Russell. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. That fucking dude was playing against, you know, white people and fucking... <laughs> Like, I thought on. you were just going to put a full stop there. Playing, <laughs> he was playing against white people. What playing, the fuck do they know about like basketball? And like, I mean, yeah, he won. A, he won a lot. Of, I mean, you know, he won a lot. I mean, he won a lot. Of course, he did. I mean, that, like, just on paper, it's like a fucking. It's tremendous. But I mean, I mean, really, I mean, you put him up against, you know, like you know, you Adolf like Hitler. Michael Jordan, Adolf Hitler, everyone. <laughs> Thanks why for joining did, us. Why did they say push Bill Russell into a fucking oven? I'm just. <laughs> I'm just saying he was playing in an era where the level of competition was far less. Would he have been successful today? I mean, he probably would have been a competitive player, but do you think he would have been fucking anything like... <laughs> he would have been 85 years of age. I don't no, think but so. If he, no, but if you, tra- if you put in, in this day and age, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you translated him into this day and age, oh, you know. No. No. <sighs> <laughs> 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 Anyway, my point is, Jared Hayne... Is better than Don Bradman and Bill Russell. He's possibly the greatest Australian sportsman in the history of, of, of sport in the world. Yep. And, uh, and long may he reign, and will he, may he go down in the, the annals of, uh, of sporting history the world over. After he becomes like you know, the, you know, wins a couple of weekly like you know, offensive MVP, MVP awards and Pro Bowl and... <coughs> You're not going to win a Super Bowl at the 49ers, let me tell you. Let, let me tell you. Sounds unfortunate. They're not that... But he might they're only a few years removed from fucking making Super Bowl. Yeah, almost a complete roster turnover. Sure. But stranger things have happened. I mean... And coaching turnover. At the end of the day, hmm. no one... Barely anyone was giving him a chance of making that roster. It's true. Um, let's imagine... Okay, maybe not this year. All right. Year two, year three. Yeah. Jared Hayne plays in the fucking Super Bowl and scores a touchdown. That'd be amazing. Get fucked. Imagine that. That's that's a Disney movie right there. Yeah, and you know what? That Starring would be, fucking and I could, Mickey Mouse and I could back as Nathan Gillis. <laughs> and I could I could back him completely. Uh, well, no, you'd be getting some fucking some some dude to be like to be the guy that goes, he's the fucking greatest Australian sportsman ever, and he's better than Bill Russell. So you'd probably be like you know a commentator or someone really prestigious in the in the movie. <laughs> John Madden and John Madden can say that he can say, just oh. transcribe this episode and that's John Madden's dialogue <laughs> John Madden everyone oh fuck. <clears throat> yeah George Burgess <laughs> fucking idiot he's had some he's had some moments in his in his career <laughs> we gave from the greatest Australian sporting story in history to George Burgess to the greatest English sportsman <laughs> He's not even the greatest English sportsman in his family. His biggest, rede- <laughs> his biggest redeeming quality is his enormous cock. Yeah. Yeah. And the way he can d- d- destroy and cars. And least redeeming it. quality is the fact that he plays like an enormous cock. Yeah. Now, he's looking at a two-game ban for throwing a plastic water bottle at Kane Evans uh, during Friday Night Football. Um, so, you've got suspended Isaac Luke, John Sutton injured, and a question mark hanging over Inglis. The last thing they needed was to lose Burgess for Sunday's elimination final against Cronulla. His only hope of playing this week is if he fights and beats the charges of the judiciary tomorrow night. Even if he gets a downgrade, he still misses the match. So, uh, <clears throat> while the Rabbitohs have had their share of self-inflicted dramas this year as a direct result of their own poor discipline... This is, uh, well, Ron Coote reckons it is a joke. This grade two contrary conduct charge. 
Ron Coote never Steve, played against professionals either, Nathan. Why do you open up on Ronnie Coote? Steve Blocker wrote, said, the world's gone mad. And Jeff Toovey said he was embarrassed for the game. Greg McCallum, the former match review chairman, could not understand the decision, believing a fine would be more appropriate. Fans split down the middle with a small majority, 53.86%, voting in his favour on the Telegraph, on a poll they had That's on their website. That's all the South fans. Everyone else is on yeah. the and, and if it's anything... I didn't even see that poll, but if if it's anything like any of their other polls, you just keep going back there, you know, you vote the fuck, you know, vote the shit out of it, you know, multiple times and, until you're ready. I mean, it's <coughs> it's stupid. He shouldn't be suspended for it. He yeah. should be fine, but you've got to think... Look, he's not... Just concentrate on holding the fucking ball, mate. Like, what if it's just yeah? You know, be be able to catch the ball, take it into a tackle, absorb the impact while still holding onto the ball. And maybe if if the tackle's good enough to put you on the ground when you actually make contact with the ground, maybe hold onto the ball then too. Maybe don't drop it. Mm-hmm. Try not knocking it on five times a game. And when you don't have the ball, try not giving away half a dozen fucking penalties a week. Maybe that. Don't worry about slinging fucking water bottles at anyone. I'm surprised it went anywhere near your, the intended target. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing you're good at fucking slinging is your massive penis. And all credit to you. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but for fuck's sake, once that's in your pants, you've got fuck all going for you. Yeah, it's just it's just such a stupid fucking thing to do, mate. Such a stupid thing to do. Should it be suspended? Kane I, Evans also uh, yeah. launching a football at a bloke who was getting yeah. tended to by a trainer, and then yeah. they've almost fucking clashed heads. Yeah, I mean that's that sort of stuff happens quite all a lot the time. time. Yeah. yeah, it happens all the time, and it's never it's never dealt with you know really on the but, field. But okay, so. or he lobbed a football, yeah. and it's gone someone in the back of the head. He's lobbed a plastic water bottle. Yeah, but, you know, you, from where, the sideline, and you know, there's yeah. like this. Give him a fine, give him a slap on the wrist. Does he deserve to yeah. miss games? No. I think fucking there's probably got to be an element of South fans, South fans that would go, oh, jeez. Oh, between this, and, there, between we'll this and, the most, and the most deliberate fucking shoulder charge of all time from Isaac Luke the other week, mm. like, come on, like, that does some dumb fucking things. It's certainly, certainly not the actions of a team that's forgotten how to lose, that's for sure. Well, mm. it all started in the off-season, mate. The Sutton and, and the Luke Burgess rubbish overseas. Yeah, that's true too. But it I just hasn't. Yeah, it, they just. I I don't know. I think they went so long to get that, you know, and, and that toiled away, broke broke the fucking hoodoo, and then all of a sudden now we've you know guys are playing up off the field. You've got you know lack of form, injury, you know ill discipline on the field. It's. It's been a fucking long, windy road to, to get to week one of the finals for South and they're yep. going to have to... Bow out. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't how I was going to finish my <clears throat> sentence, but anyway. Uh, I got to the point real quick. And um bit of Robbie Farrar. The barrister acting for West Tigers hooker Robbie Farrar was called on was called on club power brokers to attend a meeting this week to formally detail why Farrar is no longer wanted at the club. Barrister Julianne Levitt called the meeting on the grounds of procedural fairness because despite immense speculation concerning the reason behind coach Jason Taylor's controversial decision, all he's been told by the club is he'll play out his time in the West Tigers reserve grade should he remain. So he's still waiting to be told the reasons behind the grievance from the mouths of those who want him out. It was said the meeting to be attended by Taylor, club chairman Marina Gore, an acting chief executive. Why do you have so much trouble saying a fucking name? It's two letters, Nathan. Yeah. I said it fine. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. It's go. Not. It's go. Of course is it? it is. Yeah. She's fucking Asian, dude. 
Yeah, you know, I understand how to pronounce these things. You always have to make it about race. First, Bill yeah. Russell, now fucking Marina Goff. <laughs> this is this is this is the thing. I mean, um, it would be very. It's where I say the big. Hanson, everyone <laughs> would be at the very least be therapeutic for Farah, who's indicated on numerous occasions he planned to dig his heels in and stay. He also wants to understand the reason behind the beef Taylor obviously has with him, but there was also a desire to hear exactly what was said by the club's power brokers in the lead up to the decision. Also. He wants to not only be told the reasons, but also to have a chance to respond without fear of having his contract terminated. That's real fly on the wall shit right there. Wouldn't you love to be... If, if they go, okay, cool. All this is off the record. Fucking let's go. <laughs> That's the meeting that I would like to fucking witness. And that is where... <clears throat> Periscope that shit, Robbie. <laughs> and that is... That will test the medal of the fucking board members. And if, it, if it even happens, of course, you know. Well... Put your fucking put your balls on the line if you're willing to make that call for the, for the greater good of the club in in your own words. Then the guy deserves a right of reply, and he deserves to hear it face to face, and he deserves to to have the reasons laid out. and uh, And as a man, he, he he's going to have to process that, and he may not like what what they have to say, and he and he it's probably going to be a hard conversation. But in business, as we know. <laughs> You've got to have those hard conversations. You'll find the people that that get to positions of power and don't have the ability to have a difficult conversation with an employee or a business colleague or a supplier, customer, whatever, are always the ones that are getting fucking screwed over. And the Tigers' uh, administration and coaching staff over the years have, uh, have rolled over and, and this is the one occasion where they've finally fucking said enough's enough and they've burnt up um, and they're going to have to see it through for better or worse. And if they can make make the best of the situation and Robbie can stay and and you know, we can get the all the, the good attributes of, of having Robbie Farrow in and around the club and, and leading the team, fucking go for it. Um but that's what we need to get. We need to get the best of him um and leave the rest of the shit at the door because we've everyone's had enough of the of the shitty uh, goings on of the administration and the, the rubbish on the field um, that some of the players have dished out over the last several years. Robbie's no no um, exception to that. He's he's had some below par performances. Um, his own form this season, you know, in his words, is, is being due to deferring to the young halves at, at the direction of Jason Taylor. And um, you know, the the one time we've we've played out of our skins, albeit against pretty poor opposition. Was was the time Robbie decided to play his footy? Um, <clears throat> they're going to have to work it out, or, or, or you know, and and give him his right of reply, and and stand there and and look him in the eye and say these are the reasons we don't feel you should be a part of our club. It's fucking business has to be done, and I hope they got the balls to see it through. Uh, I saw something. I saw something through the week saying that he was uh, basically top of the top of the shopping list for Nathan Brown of Newcastle. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, he would... They need to replace another useless person who's captained Origin in New South Wales, I guess, with Kurt Gidley going to England. <laughs> Fits the bill. That's, that's really poor of you, Nathan. It shows a complete lack of understanding of the game of rugby league. And as someone hosting a rugby league podcast, <laughs> I, I expect better. And these are the type of hard conversations that we need to have if we need to progress. I expect. I, ex- and I expect. We've passed the, your fucking ignorance for two hundred and five weeks. I expect. The, I expect the, the the New South Wales hooker to to throw the ball to the field goal kicker 
when the when the range and time arises when it's time to, to win a fucking match that ultimately decide the series. I I just I worry <laughs> that Robbie if Robbie goes to a club he's a very compassionate a very passionate and very determined um, and competitive individual. The Tigers it'd want to be very fucking careful that a Robbie Farrell with a chip on his shoulder doesn't oh, turn to, out no. against them and Yeah, they don't have to deal with that once, maybe twice a year, you know. Yeah, but they're going to have to deal with the fact that he's not part of the team either and, and the benefits that come with his skills and ability and leadership and captaincy. Yeah, maybe. Also, just before we started recording tonight, uh, it was starting to come out on Twitter like from, you know, from some some cockhead like Masood or something like that, that saying that um, Glenn Stewart's been given permission to uh, shop himself over to England potentially. I saw someone someone uh, tweeting me asking about Catalan. I didn't heard a, a club involved, but um, next year, the next year, so they could be clearing the decks there for a bit of a play at Robbie because McInnes is, isn't really doing the uh, business for him. All right. In the absence of Isaac Luke, <coughs> Robbie Farris. Stewart. Or- I, I, I'd be very surprised. Glenn Stewart comes across from Manly. Yeah, isn't it funny? Chock was a massive bust too, wasn't he? You'd almost think that the would, people involved in letting them go didn't have a fucking clue what they were doing. Actually made fucking actually made correct decisions. Fancy that. I just I don't think Glenn Stewart's been a bust. He's had oh, his he's issues. Been bust. He's been he's been in, injured for you know he's played what half the season oh, maybe if that he had his issues with injury at Manly too Nathan if you remember yeah that's if right you care and, to remember and and guess what they decided that due to that wasn't worth the money. Didn't offer him a contract, and uh, now he's doing the same thing. You know, injured half the year for South, played one or two, two maybe good games for them the whole time. Um, thankfully, he played terribly uh, against Manly every time we played against him. I mean, he was good for three errors and three penalties at least each time. Um, and like honestly, I didn't follow him that closely outside of that. So, but I don't think he, he hasn't set the world on fire though. Surely. Oh no, it's a long way from setting the world on fire. You've got, think, you've got to understand the money it's they're paying extenuating, him. He has, he extenuating extenuating circumstances. Yeah, old and biscuity. Yeah, the money he's being paid, he has to set the world on fire though. He's been paid over six hundred thousand dollars a year. That's like in this day and age. That's that's good money. He's not top tier, but I mean it's fucking <laughs> close. I mean, there's a lot of very very good players and playmaking type players that are not, are not getting that kind of money at this point in time so for him to play half the year and you know a lot of penalties and errors and, and stuff like that when he does not good enough so see ya <laughs> then the next minute he lobs up at Manly next year I love you Glenn <laughs> <laughs> welcome back Gifty that's <laughs> where you belong son <laughs> all's forgiven uh, I'm going to skip that story because fuck that story um, <clears throat> Justin Carney which one was that? Oh, it's just about the fucking meal deal at Allianz this week. They're listening to the fans and dropping the price. Doing a $5 meal deal for a pie and a drink. Instead of like $10.70 or something, what it normally costs. <laughs> that it normally costs. So, <laughs> so yeah, only available at the southern end of Allianz Stadium in the Sydney Live Plaza Complex, not at any of the outlets inside the ground. Ah. Uh, so, right. you know, they're obviously run, end run around the, the vendors in there. Um, Justin Carney, a bit more clarity this week as far as that story is concerned. He, uh, he was stood down by the club pending an internal investigation. Uh, 
He scored uh, 63 tries and 62 appearances for the Tigers since Fuck. he arrived from the Roosters in 2013. I mean, real golden boot shit, right? <laughs> a man of steel shit. <laughs> um, his suspension was imposed by the club after his aggrieved teammate confronted him at training over the allegations with coach Daryl Powell having to intervene and break up the fight. Uh, speaking after their recent 40-26 loss to Huddersfield, Powell insisted his side had put the drama behind them with the outcome of the internal investigation soon to be concluded. The disciplinary hearing is coming to a point where hopefully it'll be finished. For us, we've moved on, we're getting on with it. It's about the players who are on the field and the people that are important to us. The boys are cracking on and it's a testament to them. Now, um, people apparently, that are important to us. Yeah, like, meaning not like just our wives. Yeah. Uh, so, so Carney's teammates want him gone from the club over the incident and are refusing to play with him. And Stott has also has since been banned from Castleford Media opportunities over her reporting of the story. This is uh, Daily Star's Julie Stott. The blockbusting wing has since been linked to both St Helens and Salford, <coughs> where ex NRL coach and current Australian mentor for now, Tim Sheens, is the director of rugby. So. He he, only last year signed a five-year contract to stay at Castleford after fielding interest from NRL clubs uh, about returning to the Australian competition. Fucking five-year deal for what? Justin Carney. Yeah, he's a fucking god of rugby league over there, like Luke Dawn. The fuck, do you, Chad Randall. Is it like Harry Potter where you Chris go, Bailey. you get off with the fucking train, you enter another dimension, and Justin Carney can play five and he can catch deals. a fucking ball. Five year deals don't work for anyone though. Even here, no, there, it doesn't matter. Five what year deals. The Gold Coast Titans <laughs> of the fucking English Super League. Unbelievable. That's yeah. the that's the biggest revelation of that entire fucking story. Five year deal. Not yeah. that he banged his teammates' misses. In fact, he's been offered a five year deal. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we, we should probably touch. I wonder on what, he was excited. <laughs> while we're while we're uh, you know on on the subject of dirty dicks, fucking Bo Ryan. Don't do your Bo, settle fuck down, mate. I mean, at the end of the day, you're not bashing you're not bashing women or anything like that. But I mean, come on, man. I'm not going to condone his behaviour by any no, stretch. No. Or Justin Carney's for that matter. No. Unless I just, unless I really just don't get it. If you want to do that, why get married and have a kid? If that's what you're into, fucking all credit to you, mate. Yep. Go your hardest. Yep. Fucking slay and why, and why didn't, as many fucking, you know. And why didn't the Sharks take Ashley Madison's sponsorship? I oh, mean. <laughs> fucking, is there a more fitting club? How appropriate. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it's, it just defies belief, this whole, and, and you know, it's not really confined to the, to, you know, the, the structure of the NRL. I mean, it's 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 becoming a big part of society where people just can't fucking control and can't uh, you know adhere to the the, the contractual <laughs> or, or the sanctity of 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 marriage and and respect for their their partner and their children. Um, I just I just if you if you're that compelled that you are a celebrity you know and and God knows how you got onto a you know a stage production as a fucking star yeah. and and you've made your way in there and you're working with someone and you can't control your urges whilst your wife is at home with your child. And this um, dirty bitch is the same. She's in the same boat too. She's she, in, was fucking, she was fucking... She was engaged up with some dude. You know, you're, you've made a commitment to be married to someone and, and all of a sudden some celebrity, you know, no doubt with a fucking certain amount of charm and charisma and, and all yeah. the rest of it, as Bo-Ryan no doubt has... Come on now, for fuck's sake, have a bit of self-respect, have a bit of self-control, and have, most importantly, 
have a bit of respect for the person that you've chosen to fucking spend your life with and above all else for your children what happened okay you get divorced and if for no other reason yeah your children yeah if you can't be a decent person for all that shit you just said think of the kid we don't even think of that yeah it's your fucking dirty dirty dick fucking dog yeah it's are you that self-absorbed that you can't think for one second fuck you know what someday I'm gonna have to sit here and explain to my daughter yeah why mum and dad aren't together anymore yeah and and what effect is that going to have? You know, what trust issues is, is your young daughter going to grow up with if her own father can't fucking be faithful? You know, marriages yeah. break down all the time, and and I I get that. That's that's the fucking way of the world, and and people live stressful lives and all the rest of it. And marriages break down all the time for for a myriad of different reasons. Um, and, and there's it's doesn't it's not always just about infidelity, but if you get to the point where you feel compelled like you're going to go out and sleep around, have some fucking respect and move on first. You know, put an end to that as far as I'm concerned. You can't have your cake and eat it too. If you want to be out there banging other women, all fucking credit to you, but show a bit of respect for people that you fucking claim to love. Exactly. That went a lot longer than I thought it would. Oh, it fucking pisses me off. Yeah. It really does. I can see your face. You fucking... You, you seriously... I guess, you know, fuck my old man, you know, he did that to my mum and and you just see, you know, my fucking, my sister, her husband did it and it's just, it goes on and fucking on and, you know, you've got this Ashley Madison rubbish where they just encourage people holus bolus to have affairs, like, oh, why? Yeah. I don't, I don't give a fuck what you do. If you're a single person and you want to have sex with a different person every day or five, five different people a day, I could not give a fuck and all credit to you. <laughs> But don't commit to someone. Talk about stamina there. Yeah, exactly. But, um, and especially, it, it, I mean, it, it's bad enough when it's, it, you know, if you're engaged and, and you don't have kids. But by the time you get to a point where it's some, you know, someday your kids are going to wonder why. Yeah. And look for an explanation or at least ask the question. That's got to be a fucking life-altering moment in itself. The Panthers have made uh, one of the more unusual recruitments of the season and signed Gold Coast Suns forward Josh Hall on a two-year deal. Hall was a former youth medalist in uh, a world youth medalist in high jump and earlier this season he made inquiries about signing with the Titans but he linked to Penrith in 2016. 190 centimetres tall, he fell just short of Olympic qualification in 2012 and was selected by the Suns in the 2012 rookie draft, played seven games for the Suns in three seasons, kicking three goals. Um, Phil Gould said from the first time I met Josh I was impressed with his personality and enthusiasm he possesses great athletic ability and if desire counts for anything he has a bright future ahead of him Josh is well aware of the challenges he faces but a successful transition will no doubt inspire others to follow it won't be easy for Josh but he'll do everything in our power to make his dream a reality so oh, good luck <clears throat> interesting experiment He, if he can make first grade I think he's going to be the first AFL to NRL mm. convert to actually play first grade uh, this article here uh, said the West Coast Eagles midfielder Adrian Barrich signed uh, with the Western Reds in 95 but did not make a first grade appearance. What position? Second row? Fuck's fine. I mean, they say 197 centimetres tall, but what does that mean? Like, you know, is he, you know, is he a brick shithouse at that height, you know, yeah. or is he, you know, a bean pole? Yeah, that's it. If yeah. It's not going to help him if he's built like a fucking pipe cleaner. Well, if he's on, you know, on the wing or something, I guess, you know. Like. 
Yeah. Fucking throw some bombs that way. Fuck, he'd be fetching some grubbers. Paul Hoff. <laughs> plus, he, plus he's got the Paul AFL Hoff's thing, career. so he's, you know, he's, he can take the screamers. You'd presume oh, you'd sure. be in a forward. I mean, you know, he'd be, he'd be but a target. defensively. Yeah. Good luck getting down that far, son. Run through his legs. Yeah. <laughs> Comical. Um, you know, Penrith are, are doing a lot of innovative stuff and, um, you know, struggling to get their players on the field, but hey. Yeah. Um, What's another I biscuit? Like it. What's I another like cookie it. for the biscuit jar? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like the way they, you know, they're trying to think outside the uh, the box and and try and you know come up with something a little bit different. Yeah, it's another player. You know, they've got another player now, another warm body for when the next year <laughs> when they have three hundred people out with injury and unavailable selection. Just the last thing quickly. Um, I saw this. Uh, uh, this morning, I thought I have to just make mention of it. The uh, the Group Twenty One Grand Final in Scone will go down as one of the greatest country rugby league contests in history. Yeah, fuck your hundred minute game. This one, Denman beat Scone twenty four twenty, but it took one hundred twenty eight minutes to get the result. The scores are locked twenty all at full time. There were countless field goal attempts and players cramping everywhere. And finally, after 48 minutes of extra time, Denman scored to win the premiership. 48 minutes extra time. minutes <laughs> of extra time. What a fucking war. And there probably weren't a great deal of professional athletes out there on the field. No. In Scone versus fucking... What was it? Uh, Denman. Jesus. Um, I salute you, Warriors. That's, <laughs> fucking hell. That is amazing. Just unbelievable. I mean, oh mate, the score to try, just stepping people, his just dead bodies, just the- opposition. He would have thought he's at fucking Gallipoli. <laughs> yeah. It's just people strewn around him. It's just guys there on their knees at the end of the game, just fucking just, like, <laughs> just reaching out, and then one guy struggles to his feet, and it's enough to get over the line. And uh, congratulations, Denman, and uh, what a, what a tale to be told. Okay, Twill Nation Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the chance to check them out. If you like it, keep on rolling. If you don't, cancel the account anytime, including like immediately after down after you download your free book. Uh, a friend of mine, in quotes, did that, and uh, yeah, it worked, it worked a treat. Um, book this week recommended by uh, Shane Aaron Elvis, the magician. Ready Player One, written by Ernest Klein and narrated by Will Wheaton. Um, he did give me a little bit of a spiel of, uh, you know, what it was all about and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know who Will Wheaton is, um, but the example he gave me was some fucking roll out of Star Trek and I wouldn't know the first thing about Star Trek, but, um, there you go. I've heard good things about this book. Um, I, I haven't read it or listened to it myself, but I know that, uh, where I've heard of it is, um, in terms of it's currently being adapted into a, uh, a movie. Uh, which is going to be out before too long. So maybe get in and have a listen and uh, you'll know what it's all about. So to download for free, go to audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. Again, audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league for your free audio book.
recaps for round 26, the final round of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Thursday night football. The Melbourne Storm 15 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 8 at Suncorp Stadium in a crowd of a tick over 44,000. The Storm double to Kurt Mann. Will Chambers also with a try. Cooper Cronk with the field goal. Cameron Smith, one of three conversions, beat the Broncos 8. A try to Jack Reed and two penalty goals to Corey Parker. I think in the Broncos' structure, after all his fabulous performances for Canberra during his time there, when it comes to the Broncos and the the structure that he's, he's playing in there, it's pretty obvious that Anthony Milford needs Ben Hunt more than he needs Oxygen. He just seemed like... More he than was, he needs Halo? <laughs> definitely more than <laughs> he needs Halo. It just seemed like he was trying to take the extra responsibility on and it was just... It just seemed too much for him. He was trying too hard, things that were, you know, just really crisp and, and even, you know, week previous he'd played his best game in the, in the Broncos jersey. Yeah. Um, it just he just looked all at, all at sea and, and nothing came off for him. Maybe it was just one of those games for him. Uh, and time will tell whether he can really step up and, and, and fill Ben Hunt's, excuse me, absence in the future. But um, there was a lot more questions asked than answered in this game as far as his performance. All in Hunt, uh, sorry, all in all, no Hunt. His replacement was injured with a compound fracture in his hand, the young fella, um, who had started out quite well. Um, I can't remember his fucking name. Ash Taylor. Hold on, Ash Taylor. Got it. <laughs> um, he obviously uh, went off with a busted hand and Cody Nicarima filled in. He's a replacement hooker. He filled in in the halves. Um, whereas I think he played halves in the 20s, didn't he? Yeah. Nicarima. Um he just looked a bit out of his depth there in the halves in the, in the NRL. He looks quite good coming on um, as a nine. But uh, it was all just happening a little bit too quickly for Cody Nicarima in, in the halves. And um, look, there's worse losses you can take with those things going against you in a game. And um, I think the Storm scored their points easily and closed it out clinically. But I just got the feeling that the Broncos didn't really exert too much energy in trying to claw the game back. And... and Melbourne, other than the points that they scored and that they made it look quite easy, they didn't really create a heap more chances to, to put more points on, even with the Broncos a little bit rudderless without Hunt and, uh, you know, a fill-in half there. So a little bit concerning for the Storm. You know, in days gone by, you would have expected them to wrap up, rack up a bit of a score. And I guess you've got to give the Broncos defence credit. They, um, they kept coming the whole game and their attack wasn't really singing like it was even a week previous, but um, you know I, I don't think Wayne Bennett would be slashing his wrist over losing this one. Hammers, H4MMERZ. Without Ben Hunt, Brisbane are just ass cheese. Just had to do it, didn't you? Yeah, I, I think that's the only one. He was trying to get that hashtag, the hashtag going, I think. And uh, Yeah, no, it's not going to happen, son. Freak09, biggest takeaway from tonight's game... Blair and Thiday can't play halfback. Ash, bring back Hunt ASAP. Shunner 86. I'm glad Jordan McLean has really learned from the McKinnon tackle. Only trying to break arms now instead of necks. Ash, vintage storm. Progress. At Cassidy Aiden. <coughs> Go storm. Great win against all odds. Beat the Broncos, refs, and NRL schedule. Ash, purple pride. Ash, three games in ten days. Ash, sharks lose four top four. Ash, eight to two. 
Jesus, fucking hashtag the cunt out of that, isn't it? <laughs> I don't understand half of that. At Mitch Colby, Hodges still lives off the Ben Cray walk back. Someone please shovel the cunt. <laughs> Couldn't agree more, and uh, we'd only have to see him for a couple more weeks, so uh, happy days. i soon here again. The South City, sorry. Sydney Just on Bruce, Ben Cray, yeah. and I know we're going to get to the Tigers game. Yes. Did you, uh, I think when Woodsy scored. Yeah. Ben Cray was, was there making the tackle. Marty Tapao just picked Ben Cray up by the scruff of the neck and the fucking, almost, you know, like scruff of the neck and the top of the pants, almost. It was by his jersey. Yeah. Just fucking picked him up and threw him out of the way. <laughs> like the utter contempt that yeah. he showed for Ben and, Cray. And rightfully so, I mean, because what's he going to do? Exactly. Yeah, Against ben, Marty Tapao. I mean, he well, couldn't even stand up to Justin Hodges. What the fuck is he going to do to Marty speaking, Tapao? Speaking of George Burgess, I mean, the day the day's going to come where Ben Cray just fucking walks calmly over to the sideline and just grabs a knife and just walks back and just fucking just stabs someone because <laughs> <laughs> it's all he's got. Probably in behind, from behind too. Like <laughs> when they go and tackle someone else and he just walks up and just fucking like prison style, just like ba 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 ba, ba. <laughs> and then just drops the shiv and walks away. <laughs> Uh, Sydney Roosters 30 defeated South Sydney Rabbitohs Zilch Allianz Stadium Friday night football crowd of 25,000 and the Roosters 30 came from tries to Jennings Ferguson Cordner uh, friend Guerra and Maloney perfect 5 of 5 conversions and Rabbitohs sweet fuck all I think based on that game although the Rabbitohs were out of sorts to say the least based on that performance no one's beaten the Chooks just a complete and utter domination in this game. Um, I think South would want to hope that they're playing some fucking mind games mm-hmm. so they come out this week um, and turn that sort of performance in that'll be off to Bali in, in like nobody's business. Uh, they scored some pretty good tries, the Roosters, and, and just kept relentlessly uh, in that first half, just kept coming. It, it was super impressive. The second half, I think, that they were pretty content to, to put the queue in the rack as far as their attack went but just kept their defensive structure and, and, and shut CS out in, you know in, for an 80 minute performance it was fairly fairly impressive but the second half especially um, to close you know when the game especially when the game was clear that it was over and yep. CS weren't coming back they, they didn't let in a soft try at the end no. which a lot of teams do um, it, it's pretty obvious the Roosters are as liberal with their jersey numbers as they are with their salary cap numbers. Uh, it was <laughs> fucking... <laughs> you don't see that. You don't see this happening hey, much. I can't remember the last time I've seen... You know, it's not often you even see a jersey get ripped. I, no. Hodges got his ripped at Suncorp the other week, and I was pretty surprised. Like, it's not often you see that. No, no. It was... Um, but it was happening almost across the board. Like players, numbers yeah. dropping off everywhere. Everyone was playing number one. <laughs> it was pretty. Well, there was players with no numbers on their back at all. Yeah. Um, pretty unprofessional, I thought. I mean, there's going to be a story behind it. Is there, an old, is there an old duck there that was just a bit slack on the ironing? Was she putting a rinse through her hair or playing the pokies? Yeah, don't know. Don't know. But, um, yeah, and this this was, uh, you know, like the Rabbits did well. I mean, it's hard to say they did well, but, I mean, they did well in the sense that that 30 was racked up very quickly. Mm. And then it went a long period of time scoreless after that. I mean, some say, you know, one stage it looked like they could easily go 50-60. Mm-hmm. So I give them credit for that. But, yeah, I, I put a line through them a couple of weeks ago, and uh, that line, I'll just run over it a couple of times <laughs> with, with a red pen. 
They're Gornsky. Shane Aaron-Elvis. Perhaps this is a genius attempt by South to stay so far under the radio, radar, radar. It's a geological study. <laughs> and uh, Ma underscore Aaron. There's our uh, new listener from Facebook. M-A-H-E-R underscore Aaron. Joel Reddy really is the Joel Reddy of Souths. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Ryan Finance. Bags and bags of dicks being consumed in the burrow. Or should I say cocks? Listen, the bags of dicks things is a Cronulla thing. That they dispense to fans who, who, of teams who they you defeat. Wanna, you don't want to latch onto that, right? Yeah. You're better than no. that. Yeah, exactly. Maddie McP, 25. Souths have returned to the form of their glory years of the early 2000s. Good times. <laughs> Hash, LOL, at Souths. The Penrith Panthers, 30. Defeat the Newcastle Knights, 12. For the Hyper Bowl slash Spoonapalooza. Out at the muddy puddle in front of a crowd of just under 9,000. Now, the Panthers' 30 came from tries. The Will Smith, Dean Farre, a double to Peachy. Josh Mansour also with a try. Will Smith, three or four conversions. There was one from one for David Simmons, testimonial conversion perhaps, and a penalty goal to Will Smith. The Knights' 12 tries to Clint Newton, Jake Mamo, and uh, Tyron Roberts, two from two conversions. The Knights deserved Spooners. Yeah. In, uh, losing this game to the, the rugby league equivalent of a rated Tim Tam packet. There's only crumbs left, uh, and none of the delicious goodness it remains, but it's still good enough to do the nights in. They're basically a cheesecake base. I mean, they're like biscuits <laughs> that have just been crushed into pieces. Exactly. Um, and the nights still couldn't beat them. Um, young Will Smith. Fucking. Finally, fucking. He looked amazing. He's, he's had some haters, and, and when he first came into first grade. Oh, he had some shit before. He had some yeah, very had some shit rough times early on. Um, and, and people were turning on him, even though there was a little bit of hype around him when he came into first grade. You can see why. Jesus fucking Christ, he's quick on his he's feet fi- when he gets finally, going. He's finally grown and become a first grade player. Really impressed with him. Um, obviously, uh, the next Lockyer has the fullback position there lined up for, for quite a considerable period of time at Penrith, but uh, Will Smith, what's his next favourite position? Yeah. Bench. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> for some other club. Nathan Ross. Um, for uh, the Knights. It's the, the ego of a superstar, but the, the hands and, and general rugby league ability of a fucking quokka or other small defenceless animal. It, 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 he's done some good things. Thank you very much. He scored some, tri- scored some tries and, and does love a try celebration. He's like the ego of like a Kobe Bryant stuffed into Ben Pomeroy. <sighs> I couldn't have put it better myself. I just wonder... You know, like he's every time he sees a camera, he's got a gesture, he's got a funny look, he's making yeah. a face. Just, mate, I like personality I, players I, to I, to an extent. I like, but there's got to be something there. I like the players with personality to also have ability. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, right. That's doesn't yeah, work otherwise. That's my prerequisite. Yeah. If you're going to have personality, if you're going to be a bit of a lair, if people, if you're going to get people's attention, you, you're going to have to back it up with a little bit of ability. Yeah. And and not monumental cock-ups. Exactly. What was that? Exactly. That's just a notification for Facebook or something. Oh. I thought there was some dessert on offer. No. A little notification. Sorry, I've been no. distracted by a talk of dessert. Nathan mentioned cheesecake and something else come up about <laughs> strawberry something, something. And, um, and, but it's just fucked you, you up know, mentally. In, in summary, Nathan Ross is not a first grader. Exactly. Now, uh, this game... So, like, I, people will look at the timeline and they'll go, oh, I, I did a tweet probably eight, ten minutes into the game, and I was like, this is going to be the greatest game of all time, because it was like watching fucking PNG versus PNG. Mm. They were just chucking it around like, no fucking care at all. Eventually, 
that translated into a ton of mistakes and it was an awful game and I was very wrong. And then Clint Newton scored a try. Also, yeah, further dragging the game down into the depths of, of Vuvuzela disgustingness. <laughs> but in the end, the Panthers, you know, turned it on, scored some good tries and, um, you know, massive form reversal from last week for both these, or last couple of weeks for both of these teams. So, I mean, because Penrith looked like they, they'd appeared to have given up. Sure. For the season. But they, then the Knights, you know, conversely... Lifted. You know, lifted. And, and the Knights know, fell in a heap. Yeah, fell in a heap. So, um, well done, Penny. Uh, Tall Hayden. Not many players get to finish their career the way they deserve. Gidley did. <laughs> Earthboy75. Hash spoon for Alex. At Undiluted7. A rare highlight in what will no doubt go down as a right cunt of a season. Uh, Amen. Fantasy underscore NRL CEO. The only thing that can make Spoonapalooza worse was if promotion slash relegation was a thing. Imagine the shit footy then. Oof. I think that sort of stuff actually puts more spice into the the lower table battles because, you know, there's... You know, I, I can't say for sure because I don't know, but I imagine it would suck to get a spoon. But it would suck a lot more to fucking drop out of the top competition. And, That'd and, be far worse. And, and drop the, you know, potential lucrative financial benefits of being involved yeah, in the top and, tier and on and the flip side of that is, you know, if, if you know if you're an NRL club and you got relegated into, you know, essentially, you know, New South Wales Cup, you'd be pounding fucking teams. You know, that's that next season. And so it actually you'd be playing the second rung league, but you'd actually be dominating teams. You know, like I'm not saying Bradford's dominating teams over there in um in England. But they're having some good times rather than getting flogged every game in the you know in the top flight. So you know, then you'd have a good league, you know, good good year beating up people in the shit league, and then you get promoted back up again, provided you don't fall in heap and lose all your players. And uh, you know, away you go. Uh Swazi S W A R Z E Y. Good riddance to this year. P heart cunts with no pride or passion. Never fucking cared to do better. Deserve the spoon. Knights fans very disappointed. Very. Shunter eighty six. After a spoon-tastic first half, the Arnott's Penny Panthers shook off the crumbs and won the Hyper Bowl. Or lost, whatever it is. <laughs> Saturday afternoon, the St. George Illawarra Dragons 32 defeat the West Tigers 30 in front of a crowd of just over 17,500. The Dragons 32 came from tries to Dugan, Nabuli, double to Aitken, Tyson Frizzell, Jason Nightingale also with tries. Um, Dugan, three of six conversions at a penalty goal. I love this little statistic. Benji Marshall field goals, zero from four. <laughs> I, th- I, I honestly, if you had have asked, if you if you had have asked me how many he took, I wouldn't have said four. But that sounds real. That that sounds really bad when you look at the paper. Uh, Luke Brooks, Pat Richards, double. Uh, Aaron Woods, James Tedesco, and David Nofaluma also scored a try. Um, Paddy Richards, three of six conversions, and hey, not to be outdone, Paddy Richards. He had three missed field goal attempts. Unbelievable. And he's normally fucking cool as a cucumber. Look, oh, people people are like, oh, fucking rub me right in your throat to fucking, you know, the halves to do the field goal. Oh, yeah, well, Pat Richards is the one that fucking hits one from 50 metres out from the sideline. I mean, yeah, just relax. I mean, Pat, he's done Pat it Pat Richards is our field goal guy. At yeah. the end of the day, he's the guy you want with the ball in his fucking hands, no matter where the ball is. He's the guy kicking those field goals, like, you know... He's the, the like guy the, with a fucking the YouTube field goal in the, yeah. that went viral, kicking it from fucking 40-odd out he, off the yeah, sideline yeah. to win it. So, like, you can have your agenda against Robbie Parr. I mean, you know, we, it's all jokes, you know, like, like I was in origin, you know, he didn't pass the... In origin, that's correct. He didn't pass it to the field goal specialist. This occasion, though, not even the same thing. So, uh, yeah. 
I think the Dragons must surely be, be shortening as premiership favourites after withstanding the irresistible t- t- tsunami of greatness from the Tigers. Um, you know, possibly, you know, be up there with the greatest rugby league comebacks in the history of the sport. The Tigers, they just fell short gallantly, gallantly, after trying uh, to overcome adversity during the game and, and putting their best foot forward and uh, almost finishing over the top of the Dragons to a glorious victory that would have been spoken about for decades. <laughs> Look, for fuck's sake, I just... I've got a confession. Oh, here we go. This is where the Broncos fan shit comes out, right? Not even. I've got a confession in that I uh, we were driving down the coast. Uh, sorry, we, were, we, we we'd left Dreamworld and we were driving to the hotel. I put the game on. And I had the game on in the car. And I listened to it. And I listened to it. And Dugan runs across field. Not much happening. Oh, Moses has missed him terribly. Dugan scores. That that, that got me right in the feels. <laughs> right in the fucking feels. Oh, come on now. Stop making Nate Just so right. Fuck. Mitchie. You're fucking treadmill. You're fucking the things <laughs> I've said to defend you. And this is what you do to me. This is how you repay me. <laughs> and then we get to the hotel, we check in, we go upstairs and I put the TV on. And I turn around, it's 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 something in the vicinity of 30 days. I was like, there we go, one last fucking drubbing to finish the season. Yeah. And it was time, we got changed and it was time to go out for, for Jackson's birthday dinner. Um, and he picked and he wanted sushi, so we had sushi train. And as dinner finished... He decided that he wanted to go for a walk to the beach at night. And uh, I quickly checked the score on my phone. And I was like, how does that happen? What? I was expecting it to be 60 to 8 or something. No, but they made Until you started feeling all warm in the cock. I was like, well, at least they had a fucking I was like the little little Aussie battlers. At least they had a dig. Little Aussie battlers that that almost could. And it, it just shows, you know, when you play against a shit team, you almost... You almost come back and beat them. But it wasn't to be for the West Tigers. And they went out gallantly. They went out on their shield. Like the warriors that they are. And the warriors that they've been all season. Would you say that they were such amazing warriors that they fought so hard to get back into the battle and then as they went for victory, they tripped over and landed and paled themselves on their own swords? There's there's an element of truth in that, Nathan. And, and um, so while yes, they technically they did go out on their shields. The reason they fell though <laughs> was that they all like just Bradburyed themselves onto their own swords. Whereas, I mean, that all sounds very noble. Whereas, to be honest, most of the season it's been the equivalent of them being in the backyard, hearing the phone ring inside, going to run inside, and stepping on a garden rake. And having it flip up and smack them in the fucking face. That's what our season has been for the most part. <laughs> um, so I'd just like to take this opportunity on, on, on behalf of of all West Tigers fans. And say a big fuck you to season 2015. <laughs> the biggest tiger. Tonight's review. Never gave up. Check. Score tries in both halves, check. Teddy not injured all year, check. Didn't receive wooden spoon, check. Pretty Good low year. bar. Good year. 
It's pretty low bar. Yeah. Field to decide for all 26 rounds. Check. <laughs> I think St. George... Numbers didn't fall off our jerseys. Check. <laughs> didn't contract Ebola. Team Check. didn't merge with another side. Check. <laughs> Yay. Pretty low bar. I think St. George are, are a big chance of springing an upset in week one of the finals. I think they've got enough Benji and Dugan unpredictability um, to ask enough questions. But I think... Their forwards can be dominated, and and that's a real problem for them. Dragons are fucking hopeless, and it's going to be really embarrassing for them this first this first week of the finals. And um, yeah, it's just a shame that more worthy side couldn't get in there. Um, <laughs> Matty McP twenty five, because that's the other thing. That's the point. The thing that we haven't mentioned yet is fuck these West Tigers cunts. Thanks for nothing, you fucking shit cunts. I just I love that you you've. You've bagged them the entire year, and then it gets to round 26, and you're like, oh, we're good. The Tigers will beat the Dragons. Oh, fucking what the fuck did you see in the last 25 weeks? Last week, they to, won to 50 to 16. Think, to even think that the West Tigers would a chance of scoring. There were more chance of conceding 50 not, odd not points. Ten, not 10 days ago, they won 50 to 16 against a team that's equally as shithouse as the Dragons. <laughs> equally as shithouse. The Dragons... In their run home, they've won about fucking four games in the second half of the season. That includes, like, the Busted Warriors, your team, fucking Knights, and, you know, some other bunch of shit cunts. So, they're, they're cannon fodder, making up numbers. In fact, I mean, the final series should have an asterisk on it this year because it's just, just because of the lack of quality that the Dragons bring to it. Um Matty McP25, we may have crossed the finish line with four flat tyres and three wheels, but for a team heavily tipped for 16th, I'm stoked with 8th. Uh, Andy underscore Siegs. So Tigers, so Tigers tried, but couldn't get the job done. Well done to Dragons. Better luck next year to my mighty manly. Uh, Michael Darren, 79. Funny how refs can't sin bin someone, but don't mind blowing a penalty that affects the outcome of the game. Bullshit. They um, very, very rarely blow a penalty mm. that affects the outcome of the game. I mean, just the fucking final last year with Manly and the Dogs, when fucking, where Josh Reynolds was... Literally a meter from the fucking <laughs> from the manly <laughs> from the manly players, not let alone you know nine meters in front offside to charge a field goal down, and um, doesn't get blown. And it was it was far worse than this. I mean, this is like very rarely would blown a penalty. Very rarely. I, mean. I, I didn't. You know, at the end of the day, uh, it's a big agenda. It's an agenda penalty. Oh, the people who want Robbie gone. Fucking love that penalty, and it's indicative. It's the reason why he should get the ass. <laughs> what a load of fucking bullshit! Oh, yeah, exactly. I just think you could you can go back and and micro analyze every last fucking call when the Tigers were having shots at field goal. But really, the, the Tigers, you know, when you look at the performance, they did great to come back, but that doesn't absolve themselves or, or them, them of any blame from from playing the way they did to allow themselves to go down by that far. Yep. So, yep. in the end, I think the Dragons probably played the better footy um, and got, got themselves out into a lead, and it's on them, the fact that mentally they switched off and the Tigers started to play some footy, and, and those two things, you know, added up to the score being tied at 30 all. but no way should the Tigers have had to be coming back from there. They should have been a 40-point better side than the Dragons, and, and in the end, they lost by a penalty goal. Sweet Nigel B. Let's face facts. If Manly misses the finals, it's only because the Tigers are an awful, awful team. Uh, Sam Jeez, the, that's ignorant. Sam the Warden. Any Tiger fan using that play to justify his axing can go fuck themselves. 
Amen. I favorited that tweet today, and then he's replying, going, oh, oh shit. <laughs> and then he had a follow-up one that said, also, JT displayed his complete lack of social IQ, joking. We can't wait for Paddy to go to France after missing those field goals. I didn't see the press conference. I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't see him say that. But if he said that, it's just indicative of what a clueless fucking lack of people, like man management fucking skills that cunt has. And Is he trying to be funny? or oh, He doesn't. He hasn't earned the right to try and be funny. When he's going through a situation with Farrah at the moment, he hasn't earned the right to be fucking jovial. I mean, like, fuck. I mean, was, I, don't, I didn't see... I mean, please enlighten me, anyone. I mean... Was Farrah at the press conference? That would have been awkward. Was Was Paddy Richards next to him? Yeah, Paddy and Richards and Keith Galloway were there. So, also, okay, if that's the case, so he's always doing it. I mean, you know, maybe he definitely was trying to be funny. But, um... It's a way to go about it. Yeah. It's a way to handle those sorts of things. <laughs> Seriously, I'm... That's probably not it. You know what I'm more interested in in the finals this season? I'm more interested in fucking who's going to knock him down a flight of stairs at Mad Monday or, you know... Oh, it's already happened. So um, I haven't seen hiding or hair of Jason Taylor. Though. It's true; he hasn't appeared. Could be sleeping with the fishes. Yep, could be. North Queensland Cowboys forty-two defeat the Gold Coast Titans twelve. Um, this one happened at thirteen hundred Teeth Stadium in front of a crowd of just shy of seventeen thousand. Cowboys forty-two came from tries to Ray Ray, uh, double to Linnett, double to Winterstein, Lockie Coote, Gavin Cooper, Jake Granville, James Tamau also with tries. Thurston two or four. Felt, one of three. Ethan Lowe, none of two conversions. And the, the Gold Coast Titans, 12, came from tries to Khalifa Fifi Law, Josh Hoffman, and LG, two from two conversions. Lachlan Coote, again, with the big plays. Uh, some, some really important plays uh, to get the Cowboys cranking along in this game. And, and his maturity and experience will certainly carry some load in this final series for the Cowboys that are going to try and navigate and, and, and be free of conspiracy. I thought uh, the Cowboys started slowly, but they, in the end they took the game for what it was. They they settled down, got themselves back into the game with field position and, and possession and uh, some strong work out of dummy half from Granville. And just, you know... The Titans couldn't go with him in the end, and and it amounted to not much more than a training run by the time 80 minutes rolled through for the for the Cowboys, um, which is probably not a bad prep heading uh, heading into the finals. Um, Dave Taylor for the Titans. I look, I for one, am not going to be fucking sorry to see the back of Dave Taylor in England or wherever the fuck he decides to go. Just he's going over to Catalan, isn't he? I think that is that is the word on the street. I just it's if there's a greater exponent of of unfulfilled talent, I'd like to I'd like to see at least unfulfilled potential. Let's say, sure. But the potential is only because of you know like his his size and his speed for his size and that kind but of. But he's thing. Like, he's done some absolutely outstanding things. Played the game of his life last week. Yeah, like absolute you know career game where he got a couple of tries, crucial ones at that. Yep. Put a rock bottom on some cunt. I can't remember who it was, but he fucking smashed him. Gave away some penalties now, and the rest of it. <laughs> Jonathan Thurston and Gavin Cooper are the new Cliffy and Beaver, only better. And uh, they're probably idiotic a, a, thing to say. A premiership away from cementing that uh, that feeling across the NRL. Yeah, haven't seen uh, haven't seen JT um, win too many from five eighth. I'm just saying. Gavin Cooper premiership winning machine too. You want to add a couple to the list before you even start to fucking t- talk about <laughs> gods of the game. The greatest combination in the history of rugby league, to be honest. 
Look, I mean, JT and, and, and Cooper are only really only going to warm the seat long enough for uh, Brooks and, and Sirenen to uh, to take it over in <laughs> yeah. in, in you know, for Salford before <laughs> <laughs> before my time is up. <laughs> Your time's up to shit like that. Um, <laughs> Cruzy 6 watching the Cows versus the Titans. Mrs. Cruzy, does, does the Titans have a home or home games? Me, LOL, yes. Mrs. I thought they went broke. <laughs> Me, they had that crying laughter emoji. <laughs> Jake underscore Chook. Someone needs to make an Ethan Lowe song to the tune of Even Flow by Pearl Jam. I just want to say that is the most obscure fucking... Like, he's Who's all, come up with that? Sorry, uh, Jake underscore Chook. Huh. Look, uh, look, I, I, I give you credit. I mean, it does, it, it, it does have the have the rhyme. It does lend itself to it. it does lend itself to it. But I mean, Ethan, Ethan Lowe must be about if he if he makes the top two hundred of players that people would make songs about at this stage, I'd be very surprised. Top two hundred has been generous. Yeah, true. Uh, it's Matthew. It should be like Tedesco. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Does Scott. everything for his cunt team. <laughs> <laughs> it's Matthew said, move the Titans to Perth. That's a Titans fan too. Parramatta Eels. Oh, sorry, my mistake. Canberra Raiders 28 defeat the Parramatta Eels 24 at the Pillow Fortress. Fuck your Pillow Fortress. Crowd of just over 10,500. And the points went as follows for Canberra. Brenko Lee, Jared Croker cried a double. Edric Lee, Josh Hodgson. <laughs> Tries <laughs> Croker through four or four conversions, um, each one tearfully slotted. And uh, the Parramatta Eels 24 came from a double to semi. Uh, Junior Polo, Daniel Alvaro also with tries. Luke Kelly, three or four conversions and a penalty goal. Some of the tries scored in this game would indicate that, that, that many of the players were already in an island paradise, <laughs> <laughs> including the one to win it. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. give me a fucking break. <laughs> uh, Jared Croker nailed it. Pressure sideline conversion to, to to tie the game up and send it into Golden Point. What a time to be alive, Nathan! Oh, mate, what he's, a time to be alive! He's choked on those before those kicks. Has any what? If if you're a betting man, and I am, you, <laughs> there was more in my mind. There was more chance of him fucking managing somehow to kick the ball behind him than yeah. fucking putting it over the black yeah. dot. Yeah. But uh, he defied the odds and 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 cried tears of joy. For the I'm first sure. time. <laughs> the first time ever. Um, uh, after the, Jared Haynes' departure and, and the, you know, the Anthony Watmo hype, the foreign tug of war, uh, the one shining light for Parramatta's season has been Semi Rudradra. Finishes the season on 24 tries, and the most tries ever scored by a Parramatta player in a single season. And, uh, you know, there was, there was a lot of times this season where it was it was literally chuck it to Semi. Yep. <laughs> A, gl- a guy that's been playing for fucking four years. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think he's he's an amazing player, and uh, you know, for for a winger, it, it's if Vatavai went through a phase with the Warriors where there was a bit of that going on, just chuck it to him. Um, if for a winger to have that sort of status, it, it doesn't say a great deal about a lot of the other players in the team. Don't get me wrong, but he, he's he's been fantastic this season, and um, I don't know. He, he probably deserves to be on a better team, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Well, I mean, maybe he'll go to the 49ers. Or maybe he'll go to Manly. Or maybe fucking hell, that'd be sensational. Mate, we could chuck it We could chuck it to Sammy just like anyone else can. It'd be awesome. 
Mate, come on over. We'll turn you into a player semi. Get your comp. <laughs> I mean, Parramatta's season crashed and burned. I mean, under the super coach hype. they got the best coach in the competition. Apparently. The one that fucking takes players to new levels. Yeah. Literally, you know, the fucking elevators go down as well as up, mate. And the level he's taken into is a fucking basement. Brad Arthur, can't coach for shit. You might be a good bloke to have the beers with. Can but, assistant um, coach. Yep. But that's a big step to the oh, you're to huge, the huge assistant coach, like Mick Potter. Fucking powerful assistant coach. Put him in front of a real team, though. Put him in front of a full team, not a real team. I mean, because, you know, the two coaches mentioned haven't had a fucking real team to work with. <laughs> but, you know, they crow. They had the, they had the fucking Watmo thing. That's blown up in their face. This season, fucking Parramatta went, had so much hope to start with. And I just... I'm just glad that it fucking... The, 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 the fucking words and, the, and, and the, the hype of the season has turned to ashes in your mouths as you as you have to withstand another fucking spoon contending debacle. Uh, in conclusion, but, go fuck yourselves, Parramatta. <laughs> for the Raiders, though, fucking big season next year. I reckon they've they've yeah, every, they, they every got year on a they roll. show something that makes yeah. us go next year Raiders. I, I this year know. was next year, and then the year before was next year too. At some stage, I I felt like this year they really took some steps forward and, and really built something that they can go on with next year. And um, I, I think they showed you know in years gone by they've shown promise. Yeah, the problem shown, is though, it's about they finished about the same though place on the yeah, ladder true <laughs> i know what you're saying like it felt like at times that they turned the corner but then they i mean they you know they they won this game so i mean it's yeah it kind of defeats my point a little bit but they were they were the team they were giving up mm. a couple of weeks ago you know once like that manly game once they lost that then they got then they had a couple of weeks where they gave up i mean a couple of teams kind of surged in this last round you know that just showed you know they hadn't given up they wanted to you know they had at least enough heart to fucking play out the season exactly um, you know, as opposed to teams like Parramatta and Tigers, but um, <laughs> so I'll give them credit for that, especially given the fact that their coach. When we're talking about fucking Brad Arthur, I mean, they got Ricky Stewart to contend with, of all people. So, look, well done Raiders, Eels, you deserve this, and uh, let's move to the tweets. Ah, <laughs> Bedso, go easy this week, boys. Feeling fragile. <laughs> wow. Pretty much the only reason I said what I said. (laughs) Probably that tweet was the reason why I said what I said, I think. Voodoo Rock. That was a very paramount way to lose today. God, we can murder a game. Hash need a beer now. Hash no croaker tears make me something something. (laughs) Shanta86. Am I the first person to tweet about Hodgson running through a Hope solo size gap? A gap you could drive a semi through? No? Oh, well, you're the first person to tweet at us, though, so you got on board. I'll take it. Sunday His afternoon. Mum would be very footy. proud of that tweet. She would. She'll go, go and tell Penrith cheerleaders about it. Uh, the mighty Manly Seagulls fourteen defeat the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks twelve at the tip in front of a crowd of over nineteen thousand. Must be fucking ground record. I mean, look packed. Um, the mighty Manly Seagulls try. Any Ibises? Not too many. Not too many. Fair, generally, a fair few. Those yeah, tip. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of horrible, horrible Cronulla bogans here. Though my God, it would have been. A horrible place to be. Uh, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles uh, tries Jesse Senny Lafau and Tommy Turbo. Foreign with one of two conversions and two penalty goals. Kicking a little of uh, Jamie Lyon being injured. Sharks 12 came from tries to Wade Graham and Jared Beal. Michael Gordon, one of two conversions and a penalty goal. Sharks going to shark. They had a massive opportunity to finish in the tops in with a top four berth. And just, just fucked it up, really. They just... I don't. I don't think Manly were that fantastic. The Sharks had their opportunities, but just just didn't want to take them. It seemed. Um, I think Manly really finished a, 
I don't think it's a stretch to say this was a fucking bludger of a year for him on a positive note. Um, you know, even without Jamie Lyon in this game, which is, you know, it's good that they they had a dig, but fuck, it's been a long old road. The no, speculation, the, you know, the injuries, no. the, the losses. The, Worst some injury toll in a du- decade. Some of the dud performances, um, you know, the speculation, the boardroom stuff, Tuvi's axing, it, it takes its toll on a team and um, you know, Manly just couldn't muster up any more of the um, the agenda or the us versus them. Um, and I don't know. There's so much uncertainty, you know, as to how the playing group's going to respond to Barrett um, with a... Barrett's coaching style suits the personnel. Who fucking knows? It's, They'll be um, all right. At the, very, at the very least, they've fucking got a lot of better players next year. I mean, they've patched up some fucking... some some areas of need mm. very, very well for next year. And um, uh, look, potatoes. at the end of the day, the, the, the ruck speed is going to be a million miles an hour uh, with Parcel uh, running the show there and uh, Cherry Evans off the back of that. And yeah, clearly uh, aiming Clint, for the, you know... Oh, his, sorry, Brett Stewart. Um, he, he's probably going to have a record year. Yeah. Playing with Matt Parcell, uh, and I'm sure he'll be very thankful for it. Wade Graham and Michael Ennis are the keys to Cronulla's finals campaign if they can minimise Gar- uh, Paul Gallen's ball hogging. In the um, red zone especially. I mean, you know, Gallen, don't get me wrong, he's got his purposes. Absolutely. But he should never be allowed to touch the ball. This should be like a coaching edict. If, if, if it gets within get 20 metres of the try line, he needs to be a decoy runner Give him best. one. Give him a crash ball, you know, every now and then. Mix it up. But other than that, he should never, ever touch the ball inside 20 metres. Unless they're straightening up for a field goal attempt in the fucking last... Or, you know, some shit unless like they're, you know, they're hell-bent on some, on some second-phase stuff and he's going to get an offload away, but just these straight that's, runners... But that's not something that he's, that he's, you know, he's not renowned for his offloading. He's renowned for carrying oh, a ton of fucking guys with true, him. And but, getting up and playing I mean, the ball and getting he, the roll He's on. got plenty of offloads in him. I, I think that's his... That's one of his strongest attributes. And, and, you know, with some of the players that they've got in that side now... Um, you know, Holmes and guys like that was sniffing around for an offload. It, it's it's a huge string to their bow, but I, I just think Graham uh, Ennis's work around the ruck and and Graham's work on the fringe is is really key to to what Canella are trying to do. And I think some of it's nullified with with Gallon trying to pad his stats a bit. Sharks had seventy had well sorry they had over sixty percent possession. At the full time of the game. You know, we talk about that discussion like, you know, weeks and weeks ago where we're talking about, you know, like, oh yeah, that's going to even up. No, nah, never fucking did the whole mm-hmm. game. Manly had to make 375 tackles in the game. Fucking 64% of the game, I think, was played in Manly's half. There was not a statistic in their favour all day. Just the fucking heart. And then you had the... It was such a long and painful game to watch. Not because of the, the entertain, entertainment value of what was transpiring in the field. But you had fucking Phil Gould the whole time going, oh, the Manly forwards have fucking got nothing left. They're spent. This is 20 minutes before, 20 minutes before the end. Oh, that's it. That's, you know, they're going to get overrun. And then fucking Justin Horro with the intercept out of nowhere. And then to have the fucking presence of mind I think he handled that I mean he's had his f- oh. some fucking ordinary games he's been wallowing in, in reserve grade and um, and has been panned by plenty in the uh, in the fan base but 
the way he handled that, I thought he'd blown he's, it. To his be second, honest. his second half of the season's been great. Like he's been, he's been very good. I mean, like he's certainly like you know. The potatoes have made themselves very fucking apparent, like your Starlings, your your Hassans, your fucking Luke Burgesses. I mean, those guys are outright fucking potatoes, and, and let's hope we see the back of all three of those cunts. I actually, I, I actually wish uh, wish Justin Horro the, the very best over in uh, for Catalans or wherever he's going. Is and everyone I, going to Catalans? I hope he fucking. They got a squad yeah. of six hundred. They got yeah. more more players than the Forty Nineers. Yeah, I hope he fucking kills it over there. And, and that intercept, how crude, and just the fact. So many players better than he and backs and you know backs with speed, like Tafua has bombed fucking about five of those tries this season. Like even last week or last week or the week before, bombed a try when you, you know that one where he picked up the ball right, right in the end of the in goal area. Like when you get when you catch a break like that and get an intercept or get a you know a ball against the run of play and you can't it downfield, you know don't push it. Take if if it's there, take it. If not, take the tackle, get a quick play of the ball, you know, get a guy sent to the bin or whatever if he tries to hold you down. But just to have the fucking, the, the presence of mind to, the vision just to, you know, to prop and to cut back outside to the right. And Tommy Turbo obviously sprinting onto the ball and, uh, you know, wasn't going to be headed at that point. Just fucking amazing. And, uh, you know, it was just a great way to end the season. And, um, yeah, thank fuck for that though too. Like, thank uh, fuck it's over. I'm glad I'm I'm glad the Tigers lost on on Saturday because, like the whole you know, yeah, chasing down like sixty odd points was it was you know very very fucking difficult to do, and so I'm just glad that like the Tigers didn't win. So it wasn't ever you know it wasn't on the table or whatever. So it wasn't like oh fuck you know they got on the level but you know they didn't get the points or they fell a try short or you know something like that because that would be far worse I mean the fact is the cunts went out they had a fucking massive dig again that the, the statistically they should have lost by fucking 40 and they somehow came out um, came out the winner and also cunted the sharks as well which is fantastic to make those cunts eat a bag of dicks and fucked them out of their top four spot and so now you know they're a very real chance of one and done the only reason that they're not is because they're playing a team that's shittier than they are at the moment Bay Bay BNC Manly Destroying Cronulla Sharks' hopes and dreams since 47. Hash bottom eight minor premiers. Hash team of destiny asterisk. Hash 2016 year of the twin turbos. Andy underscore Seags. Attention whinging players who shoulder charge. Watch Matai. That hit on Gallon was glorious. And it was just the timing. And the, the, the timing and positioning and angle of attack that Matai puts on. And now he's adapted to this new shoulder charge free world where he basically shoulder charges people with one arm in a wrapping motion. So it's pretty much exactly the same thing as, as a shoulder charge. I mean, I can't really see there being any less impact concussion or damage than a shoulder charge has been banned. But, um, gee, it's spectacular. Tremendous. Uh, the Real Jedi. What a pile of P-Heart steaming... I got that on the wrong game. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, Real Jedi. Yours up next, that one. Up hop. Never thought I'd tweet this, but go manly. Weirdo. Mitch Doyle, 13. Typical behaviour by the Sharks. Always seem to find the hardest way to do something. Hash, put your dicks out. <laughs> <laughs> and we move on to the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, 26. Defeat the New Zealand Warriors, 22. At ANZ, crowd of less than 15,000. And uh, this one, Doggies, 26, came from tries to Josh Morris, Curtis Rona, Chase Stanley, Damien Cook, and James Graham. Tim Brown, three of three conversions. Warriors, 22, tries to Nathan Friend, double to Lolohaya, Solomon Akata with the try, and Lolohaya, three or four conversions. And I had him in my super coach side. I had to put him in 
because Jamie Lyon withdrew late injured and fucked me the cunt came through. So it was far better. He actually won me a couple of Supercoach uh, Tard Cup Grand Finals. So thank you very much, Tuimuala. Whatever the fuck your name is. It's, it's a tough one. It's a tongue twister. <coughs> Speaking of which, does any half outside of Jamie Soward carry more pulled than Lola here? He's... <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a couple of kgs hanging around the tum tum, <laughs> and it's un, it's unusual to see that in a half. Um, having said that, he's fucking lightning on his feet. So um, if he was to jump on the Dolce diet and, and uh, get shredded as fuck, I think uh, he could he could really do some serious damage in the NRL once his confidence is. Is built up to that level consistently. Um, I think the dogs got more than they were bargaining for in this game against the almost All Blacks. The Warriors really turned up to play, and the dogs, I think, were, were given some of the Warriors' recent performances. I, I think they were expecting a bit of a training run, and uh, the, the Warriors took them by surprise. And to the credit, though, the dogs probably not their best showing, but they. They took the, the Warriors' early onslaught. They, they ground their way through that period of the game and, and found their way and and then got their hands on the plays that they required to win the game. Um, and young Damien Cook, he's, he's single-handedly murdering Michael Leisha's career. Remember three weeks ago or four weeks ago when he came on the scene, I said there was going to be serious composition for that spot next year. And everyone's like, oh, you he's, know, he's oh, they're paying very... a lot of money for, they're paying a lot of money for Leisha. Doesn't fucking matter. This cunt's all over him. Cook is better than Leisha, and he's a better defender. And I think that he, I think player. he just has a bit more, a bit more footy IQ than Leisha. I think Leisha is yeah. a raw talent, but he's just a better fucking player. Mm. Straight up. And I mean, if they're if they're fair income about competition for spots, I mean, he's going to go through this season. And he's going to play them through as far as their finals campaign extends. And if he doesn't get first crack at the slot next season, based on what do you give fucking... Like, you can't just give someone, you know, first crack at the spot just on, you know, because of tenure. Mm. I mean, not for not for when when the tenure is someone like Leisha, who isn't fucking established anyway. Well, I mean, he's only, yeah, it's only this season. I mean, can. you know, you get, you get a situation like you have South where, you, you know, you had like Isaac Lucan and you had Coruscant, you know, took yep. through the grand final. Of course, Isaac Luke, you know, representative of New Zealand player. I mean, of course, he's going to. But that's a. These guys that's are two though. guys that are very, you know, similarish sort of stages of their career. Leisha, you know, marginally more experienced, you know, in in, in terms of um, length of played. career, games played. I thought, but yeah, I mean, all things considered, I think Cook's a far better player for that team. And Leisha may have to go back to fucking Sharks to replace retiring McInnes. Maybe. Uh, and this one. The real Jedi. What a pile of pea-heart steaming turds the Warriors became after the mighty Manly Seagulls crushed them. Couldn't win another game. Let's hope Sean Johnson comes back the same player, because otherwise that'll spill the next two or three years of the Warriors. I don't think he has to be even good. It's almost like they just... Just has to be there. He's not making 60 tackles a game for these guys. Mm. So you remove him from the side, and all of a sudden they're fucking like losing 50 points to or something. You know, weeks in a row. No. There's, it's, it's almost like, well, oh, you know, fucking, we've got, you know, Sean's not there, we've got no chance. Even when they, like, rock it out to, like, you know, a double-digit lead. Yeah, you're never confident. And then, they're like, and, and then they still, and then they get pegged down and beat by 50. Just unbelievable. Like, it's one of the most spectacular implosions, I think, of a team 
that I can ever remember, really. Because, um, I mean, they were looking like they were pressing top four yeah. when he got fucked up. I think they were in the top four. Yeah. GT351 score John's. Poor effort tonight. Shitloads of improvement required for finals. Lift doggies for fuck's sake. Previews for week one of the finals kick off Friday night football. The Sydney Roosters take on the Melbourne Storm. I think the Roosters will be way too strong for Melbourne. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a bit of a scoreline similar to what they did to South last week. So, yeah, I mean, I, think I just it, think the Storm will probably overachieve this point. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, but I mean, they, they're a team that when you talk about, oh, yeah, you know, they've got the experience and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I actually believe that with the Storm. They're a team, the, the way that they play the game is that, you know, if nothing else, they are kind of a defensively minded, you know, sort of out, outfit. And finals are all about defence. I mean, it's very rare that, you know, you, you get these massive shootouts, you know, in sure. finals. However, the Roosters, whether or not they can, they can maintain a peak all the way through the grand final to win a grand final, that's one thing. But at this point in time, they're, they're peaking like no other side in the competition at the moment, I think that'll be far too good. I think um, Murray Kokori Betty is going to be in for a fucking long night. Yeah, that's someone ripe for exploitation. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just I just can't see anything but a really nice, uh, solid Roosters victory here. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs take on the St George Illawarra Dragons. ANZ and it's uh, in the afternoon at what 5.50pm kickoff 6pm game look I think the dog is going to fuck the dragons up so badly it's going to be humiliating still no uh, widow yep and he may play he may play I think that there might be a bit of uh, a bit of gamesmanship there I think that he's probably a, a reasonable chance of getting back but without him They've got absolutely less than no fucking chance. I've seen people sort of going, oh, you know, is it just, you know, is it just me? Or, you know, the, the Dragons have a chance of causing upset. No, they've got no fucking chance of causing the upset. They are so fucking going to be beaten so badly. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like, whilst ever you've got a guy like Josh Dugan and, and people fucking pan him, but Benji could pull out a performance for the ages. Wouldn't matter. I reckon he could. I reckon he could do it, and then Dugan off the back of that, or Dugan could just play one of his games um, out of his skin. Um, that's I'm enough. To, that's, that can make the game. All they can do, the best they can do, is make it competitive. I'm still going to tip the Bulldogs, but I think the Dragons may offer some surprises. But I just think the Bulldogs will be too strong, um, especially in the forwards. I, I mentioned earlier, I just don't rate the Dragons forwards, um, and the Dogs have got probably the biggest pack in the game so I think the Dragon really struggled against any ascendancy through the middle Brisbane Broncos take on the North Queensland Cowboys Sunday evening taking sorry Jack- Saturday evening yep taking uh, Jackson to this game so um do you get your seats for that game no oh I could have you could have had a first option to buy it okay I didn't fucking get on quick enough yeah <sighs> Cowboys will be fairly well supported, I would have thought, but I don't know. I just, I said before, I think Cowboys will be the team to go out in straight sets, and um, Broncos with a big crowd behind them. 
I think uh, I think Ben Hunt back, obviously. Full strength side. I think they'll um, they'll do a job on the Cowboys. The Cowboys grew an extra leg in the finals last season. They did. Like they they weren't as good through the year as they have been this year. So if they could find an extra gear that you know goes up a you know a similar you know proportionate to last year, who fucking knows what they could be? I just don't think they can, and it just seems to be. You know, you you practice the, the you know, you could say it's a different competition in the finals, but the way that you know you practice something is the way that you know you perform. And like their practice at the moment has been letting leads go, and then clawing them back, and then coming home. And you know, it's one thing to do that against a shit house team like the Warriors. It's another thing to do it against a team that's been up towards the top of the competition for you know the duration of the season. Um, the Broncos aren't going to play that shit. If the Broncos get in front, the Broncos will win. It's the way that they've been most of the season, and. Um, you know, for that reason, I think if they do get in front early, that if the Cowboys do give up like you know, sort of twelve point lead or something early on, they got no fucking chance of coming back from it, and it's going to be ugly for them. Best they can hope for is to lead early and try and keep it close. Fair point. And yeah, and they were one of my straight sets. They were my straight sets pick for the top four, and they were one of the teams I put the line through. So um, of course, I'm tipping them to lose. And finally, Saturday afternoon, the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Allianz. I think the Rabbitohs can do it. I think they'll lift and I think they'll beat the Sharks and uh, and render the Sharks to another off-season of disappointment and misery and well-deserved. Yeah, look, English, I saw, English named. Yeah, look, I said I said that the, the Sharks were one pump chumps, but that was before the the last game of the season, and um, you know I didn't realise that they were going to be lined up against the Rabbitohs. And I realise that the Rabbitohs, the way they're going at the moment, is just dead set fucking diabolical. Bryson Goodwin's in the side and whatnot. So, look, I know, like, there's a part of me that says, you know, that Souths are better than they're showing at the moment. Mm-hmm. But that's, then, that's the angle I'm coming but from. without Sutton, without Isaac Luke, their games, you, you do a comparison of their games with Isaac Luke and their games without Isaac Luke, and there's no comparison. I mean, he is a massive out. Fucking awful massive without out. him. And when you take Isaac Luke out of the equation, it just brings all this, these other areas of disarray in there. For some reason, all of a sudden, Luke Keery's a fucking myth and has been for most of the season. And, you know, to, in, in, the, in their pro column, Greg Inglis is presumably going to be back. He's been named. So let's, just, let's assume he's going to be there. That's a big plus for them because Alex Johnson and you know, Dylan Walker, whoever they want to stick out the back there, it's just been dead set fucking diabolical and you know they would definitely lose sharks you know they can defend but they don't have many points in them they got these young guns and everyone wants to jizz over these young guns and everything but they just fucking you know do something you want to impress me fucking score some points do something I mean otherwise it's just fucking Wade Graham you know short range bombs you know getting into into the you know offshore balls and getting in yeah, you're gonna have and to come Luke up Lewis and shit like that I mean Show some fucking flair. And I know that's a big ask with Jeff Robson in the halves. I know this. But it's a, it's a really... It, it's it's a game that's really got me torn because like, I feel like the Rabbitohs should be better and could do better. It, but the Sharks is like a base level. I think they're going better at the moment in terms of like a, a defensive unit and a forward pack and all that kind of thing. But the problem is once they get all that ascendancy, have they even got the backs to put the points on to do it? Exactly. So, so, look, the finals are going to be better with it, with either of these teams knocked out. Like the quality is going to lift 
on average across the whole finals. But which one it is, I'm I'm still the jury's out. I'm I'm almost leaning towards the Sharks, hey. Wow. I don't know why. I really don't know why. It's just a vibe. It's just a vibe of it all. Marbo something. It's, I don't know what to say that. Let's move on. <laughs> Not another. We can't move on. That's the end of the fucking finals. Four games. That's it. Done deal. We're coming down to the end of the season. It's getting close. that is full time for episode 205 as always you can interact with us on Twitter so follow at TWI League we're also on Facebook facebook.com forward slash this week in league make sure you hit the like button share stuff around all that good shit iTunes two new reviews this week the first one five stars is the title five stars is the rating by Sea Eagle Spurs if you don't mind a bit of swearing love banter and appreciate an alternate take on all things rugby league then this is a podcast for you the boys style compliment each other well and the two plus hour running time flies by interacting with followers on twitter makes you feel like part of the discussion sign me up for tool nation nice consider yourself signed up sir this week in reviews five stars by yossi vega the language used by Nate and Glenn is coarse and their content depraved. Five out of five stars recommended to all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, seriously, one of the best ways you can support the show is by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes and also dropping us a rating and review if you have the extra minute. Tipping. We're coming into the finals. very hard to make up gaps in tipping, given you've only got a maximum of four games around from this week on. <clears throat> and Nigel B has taken the lead. Has he taken the lead? By all fucking hell. 128 points. David Kingston, second. Leader of most of the season. He's dropped back to second, 125. We're a three-point break at this stage of the season. That's big time. B got seven out of eight last week. And uh, the next best was four. In the in the top in that top sort of leadership group, Matthew Bell he's still hanging around 123, but I think he's dropped out of it now. Good night, CJ. Back another point on 122. Back another point for Ben Diggity, and another point back for Bush Lemon and Chris Blackwell. Uh, Mario Sieg, Scott Beebe, back another point from those guys. And NZ Tiger rounds out the top ten. So the difference now from top from one to ten is ten points. So I think only the top three can win it. But at this stage, I'm prepared to say only the top two. And even then, Nigel B would have to have an absolute Bradbury to fucking lose from here. Or an Apollo Ono, whoever the fucking other dude stacked it was. <laughs> Fantasy, the Wendells. Cleaned up easily. Rick Grimes, bitch, and second, One Trick Pony, Top China Dragons, Bobbers, the Pool Cues, Warhorse, Too Much Tuners, Toto's Terrors, and Prestige Worldwide. Ran out of the top ten. Um, congratulations to people who won their Supercoach finals, if they're in them. I, I won a couple of Tard Cups. And um, I have to say, with a score that would have won nearly every final of every competition that I was in <laughs> if I actually... So much like Manly season, you know, best team in the competition, just couldn't quite crack at the finals to prove it. Unfortunate. Um, and the pick the ladder competition. I said, well, I guess the ladder's decided now, so it's over. Campo 37 is the ultimate winner. Wow. Um, up in second, uh, then we've got uh, Nathan Sully, CJ07, Jesse McIntyre, Matty Timbrell's in there, Matty T underscore 78, Mad Dog's in there, um, Shithead Listener in the top 10, jumped 
25 places in the last week to make it into the top 10. Uh, Devonhead just scraped into the top 10 as well. So congratulations, everyone, who uh, did very well in that that. competition. I like that competition. Awesome, awesome fucking competition. Thank you very much to DJ X-Plane for... um, Fucking legend. Getting the algorithms together and just, you know, just... Handsome motherfucker and get some, just get some formulas such a together. nerd. Just getting, getting the formulas together to make such a dynamic competition that's, you know, like it just changes every week and it's, you know, the place, the placings are so volatile, but ultimately they all come around at the end and, uh, yeah, just really, really Can good competition. Can spreadsheet. Can spreadsheet. And it was just a really, really enjoyable competition to, to follow through the year. And next year, you know, we're going to look at doing something in the off-season so we can get it online so people can see how these things are going you know, in a real-time kind of basis. Um, I mean, the calculations aren't difficult and everything. Just got to build it. So, hopefully, there'll be time in the off-season to do so. And uh, finally, don't forget, Broncos fans, get that shirt. Need to run on it by Sunday. The print, the print is closing off on Sunday at midnight. So let's say I'll make the order on Monday, or I'll get the the wheels turning over there in uh, in Texas to get them done on Monday. And uh, yeah, anything else that I mentioned that we've still got for sale? Fucking get around that too. Christmas is coming. Get Enjoy yourselves, it. bitches. And um, that's Treat about, yourself. That's about it, I think. You have anything to add this week? Nope. Nothing. All right. So that's it. That's all we've got time for. Talk See to you, you next, next week. week.